Richard Gere might come to mind when you think of the movie Pretty Woman. But do you think of him when you think of Mothman? Well, you should. What does a flying humanoid, Richard Gere, a bridge, a festival, the Chicago airport, and Batman have to do with each other? Welcome to Cryptic Soup. It is finally time. What time is it, you ask? It's Mothman time. Are you a believer? Southern Ohio and Northern West Virginia, the legend of Mothman is as strong as it was 45 years ago. It's become part of the personality of Point Pleasant, where in December of 1967, the Silver Bridge collapsed, killing 46 people. Two of the dead were never found, but the stories of the creature that came to be known as Mothman began many months earlier. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm Thena. And I'm Kylie. And tonight at Cryptic Soup, we have a guest. I oh, guess. you're on your talk now. <laughs> a guest. A guest. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you introduce yourself, guest? Man, we're going off script. Man, I'm trying to go off. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here. My name is Chris. I am from the Toon Junkies podcast. Um, I'm honored to be here, as should you be, listener. It's the holiday season. Here at Casa de Anxiety, we celebrate a little thing we call Chris Moss, which, of course, is Spanish for more Chris. And to answer your question, Kylie, uh, not only do I believe in Mothman, I know that Mothman believes in me. We're basically colleagues, like different departments, obviously. But yeah, agents of chaos. So when you say agents of chaos, the only thing that I can think of is Professor Chaos <laughs> from South I Park. Think, uh, Season yeah, six, yeah, yeah. episode six, circa about, um, I'm going to say 2000. How do you know these things? It's either oh, 2001 or 2002, probably. Season six, Jesus. episode six. Do you know when it is in the episode? It, the whole episode, Butters turns into uh, Professor Chaos. But then it repeats Listen, itself, oh obviously. I'm going to say it's 2002. I'm not one to call out people's <laughs> red flags, but knowing the season and the episode of anything South Park related is absolutely going to be a red flag for me. I'm sorry. I have a, a it's like a comfort show I watch in the background a lot because it has 20 some seasons. I think. No, so yeah, it's, it's, it's there's, easy a, to there's a whole lot of it. So I'm not judging you. I, I just, <laughs> so that's what I think of with chaos. Uh, <laughs> I think of, uh, I immediately think of when the Joker says it in uh, the Harley Quinn show. He's like, I'm an agent of chaos. And then he like stabs mm -hmm. that dude in the face. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm, I don't know why that didn't come to mind first. Yeah. I think yeah. it's just because I kept reading the word chaos. So <laughs> chaos. <laughs> what was that? Weird. One more time. <laughs> oh, sorry. <clears throat> chaos. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you do a really good uh, Waluigi impression. Oh, no. Waluigi? Yes. I, I I haven't played enough of anything Waluigi related to be able to actually even recite an uh, uh, an improved. You kind of have the body shape. I think you should just what? dress up as Waluigi. <laughs> Excuse me. I am not tall enough to be Waluigi. You're skinny. <laughs> oh my! That's such a generalization. Wow. This was but, like your gangly. No. No, I think you could do it. This went to an you're, interesting place. No, I think no. you're Waluigi enough. I, listen, I think I'm being bullied. Okay, that's what that's what I feel like. Waluigi is, is right not a villain. He's misunderstood. <laughs> oh, he's misunderstood, <laughs> huh? 
Oh, okay. <laughs> so tonight's episode, we're going to talk about Mothman. Obviously, most people know what Mothman is. He's Mothman. He's probably one of the most famous cryptids, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, I would say maybe the next top, like, most famous cryptids would be Bigfoot, the Jersey Devil, Loch Ness Monster, some of those, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Jeff maybe isn't in that? Flatwoods Monster. Oh, yeah, Flatwoods is pretty popular. I don't, I wouldn't mm-hmm. say everyone knows who Jeff is, maybe. I don't think definitely, he's as definitely popular. Not. No. Talk about Jeff the Talking Mongoose. Skinwalker is pretty, yeah. pretty, yeah. pretty high up there. I'm, yeah, Skinwalkers think... have gotten a lot of oh. a lot of good press recently, for sure. Yeah, skinnies are probably up there, and who else? <laughs> skinnies. I yeah. would rather you compare me to a skinwalker than Waluigi. <laughs> Waluigi kind of is a skinwalker. <laughs> <laughs> That makes him so much scarier. (laughs) I love that for him. (laughs) Um, So the story tonight that we're going to tell of Mothman, he's a humanoid creature. He's said to hail from West Virginia and he was discovered in the mid 1960s. The story has now been shared pretty much everywhere. There's now a museum, there's a statue and there's a whole festival. But I don't Do you still think he's the most famous cryptid? Yeah, I think so. Mothman? No. Literally, I'm, you look I'm up Bigfoot. cryptid or you look up crypt, cryptic anything, Mothman comes up. I say Bigfoot and Yeti is probably more. Well, yeah, I'm saying Bigfoot and Loch Ness Monster are probably the two go tos. I feel like Mothman got more clout now. Mm. Mothman is way cooler than both of them. I'll give you that. That's for sure. I don't know. I like the Jersey Devil, though, because it has its okay. own hockey team. Hold on. <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt, but yo, fuck the Jersey Devil, okay? I do, in fact, have beef with that ugly, half-baked secretariat wannabe, okay? It looks like that kid from Toy Story watched Pan's Labyrinth and melted some spooky things together. What? Shit's whack. The fucking eye patch spider baby is ten times scarier than the Jersey Devil. What is an eye patch spider He's baby? so right. From Dana's Toy Story. never seen Toy Story, Chris. Is what? Um, Woody? Are you kidding me? No, wait, me? Woody's not the child. No. Which one's the You've child? You've never He's seen talking, Toy Story. He's talking about Sid. And oh. Yeah. Sid and his, like, you know, yeah. he had the, the, is he the, friends the with pair like of villain. legs with the fishing hook, and that was supposed to represent a hooker. You know, the, the, the you skateboarder You need to the watch guy. Toy Story. Oh, my what God. What is happening this in is, that movie? <laughs> I can't believe I wanted to like the Jersey Devil. Okay, I really did. The fact that he's got his own sports team, I guess that's pretty cool. That does give him brownie points, but it's just, it's just dumb looking. I can't get behind it. Well, no, I feel that. I agree. I like the Jersey Devil because Ben Franklin, though. I couldn't no. because of Ben Franklin. What <laughs> does that mean? Okay, so someone hasn't listened to the episode in the archives. Clearly, <laughs> I'm not a big, I'm not a Ben Franklin fanatic. Okay, I'm not. I'm following, not either. I'm not looking for key words and listening to anything re- re- related to him. Okay, Chris, you can now have an input about the Jersey Devil after you go and listen to our episode, the Jersey Devil versus Ben Franklin in the archives, please and thank you. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What is this like uh, the the Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter, but it's fucking Ben Franklin, the, yes, the Jersey, kind of. versus the Jersey Devil? Yes versus titan leads it's and pretty the encyclopedias weird. no yeah. the almanacs the almanacs yeah can't be wrong is that like a the almond axe or no the almanac Chris, what the oh. fuck is encyclopedia almanac Macs. oh i dude i was kind of excited about an axe flavored almond or would, would it be a, a an almond flavored axe or an axe <laughs> Your made bond of is showing. Who knows an axe made of almonds uh, 
So back to Mothman. I just yeah. I just need you to take take a minute, Chris, and just before I talk to you next time, go listen to that episode. And I just want you to understand what you don't understand right now. Chris, how do you want me to understand that which I don't understand? <laughs> By listening to the episode in the archive. <laughs> Chris, your listen, rebuttal I didn't to come this, here to be given homework, okay? Your rebuttal to this is you listen to the episode of Thino Watches Toy Story. Ooh, that's fair. Bet. Uh, do you want to shake on it? Virtual shake? I'll Virtual listen to the episode shake. you watch Toy Story. Uh, Listener, you couldn't hear it, but we're shaking hands right fine. now. Fine. Her hand is real sweaty. They're, they're shaking. Actually, it really is. No, I knew, I knew it would be. That's the thing. I knew it would be. <laughs> I get kind of I get kind of sweaty when I record. <laughs> well, moist in here. <laughs> yeah. I thought you would hate that. I just get Let's nervous. go back to Mothman, please. <laughs> so... Going back to some of the first stories and sightings of Mothman, we need to kind of like talk about that to figure out why he became such a fascination and where it all began. Is it the history before the mystery? You bet it is. <laughs> Although Ooh, I like that. So that's my catchphrase. But then I found out that's apparently almost the exact catchphrase of Mothman. It's called where history meets mystery. And oh. I never knew that. Well, so it was meant what, to be. what do they say about great minds think alike. Exactly. And Mothman have the same mind. That's great. Oh, that's well, terrifying. That's, yep. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I regret coming on the show now. <laughs> so the first recorded Mothman sightings took place in November 12th, 1966 near Clendon, West Virginia. Clendenian? Clendenin? Clendenin. Clendenin. That's an ugly name. Change your name, West Virginia. Do better. <laughs> Change your name. Is West Virginia where you're from? No, Vermont. No, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Michigan. I've lived in Georgia and Virginia, not West, West Virginia. Virginia and those Virginia are different are things. Different. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I've never Bitch. been to Vermont. <laughs> I tell everyone all the time that Kylie's gone in Vermont and turns out she's never even been there. No, that's, that's fine. It's Virginia. I remember one time Nick wasn't on the show and for like a couple of weeks and I told everybody he went to uh, Uganda because he left his sunglasses. <laughs> Is that a joke we should get? No, it's yeah, that's it's <laughs> telling people that somebody was somewhere where they've never been. That's that's how that related. I don't get it. No, it's all right. I'm not there to draw it out for you. I'm sorry. It's okay. You know, if we, we had cameras on, I could show you. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> so this story said that in 1966, five men were in a cemetery. They were digging, preparing a grave for burial when they saw something they couldn't explain. Lifting off from nearby trees was a large winged creature. They said the creature was massive and soared over them, jumping from tree to tree. The men claimed the creature was not a bird and said some sort of a humanoid. Does it take five men to dig a grave? Well, probably back then. This? 1966. Yeah, yeah they were they probably didn't... just doing it by with shovels and stuff. Yeah, I know. Hand. But Sam and Dean from Supernatural show me that two people can do it <laughs> okay, very easily. Shut Dina, the yep. fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> That's Sam and Dean, okay? They're like three men each. <laughs> That's true. So about 10 days before that sighting, there was this other woman nearby who said she claimed that she had an E.T. type encounter where some men questioned her. And she said it was similar to a men in black encounter. And everyone said that this experience with this woman was said to be like a really credible person and a credible experience. 
Yeah, 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 credible. You know what else is credible? The flying spaghetti monster. If she's not going to tell me Tommy Lee Jones approached her, I don't want to hear it. So speaking of flying spaghetti monster. (laughs) Oh my God, what? (laughs) So you know how there's that religion that believes in the flying spaghetti monster. That's like a real thing. Pastafarians. Yes. Holy shit, what? (laughs) Yeah, that's their name. Yeah, and you wear a hat that is made of a strainer. Yeah, and you yeah. can get your fucking uh, your driver's license with the hat on because yeah. it's a religious exemption. There is a oh. an entire section that is based. We have one of the biggest sections in the Midwest. Waste. We Mid- do. Waste? Yes. <laughs> and when I worked at Starbucks, they would hold their meetings in our Starbucks uh, no over way. on Ireland Street. And the women one year got so excited to show us they got new hats, and they essentially found online mini pasta strainers that were only like you know, like three or four inches big tops and mm-hmm. they sewed it to headbands. So they had cute little like almost Mickey Mouse ears, pasta strainer headbands for them to wear to their church sections. I don't believe you. I think you're That's pulling my sweet. leg. I don't understand. I wished I was, no. but I am not. <sighs> Wait, so which which uh, which Starbucks was that? Oh, OK, yeah, that's the one I go to. Yeah. All right. Do they still yeah. go there? I don't know. Their names <laughs> were. That's all I remember. I'll have to ask. I was just in there <laughs> the and I befriended info. some of the uh, some of the baristas because one day one day I went in. Sorry to derail the podcast. I, I apologize. <laughs> but I went in there and there was a lady in front of me who was irritated that she had to wait for her coffee. Right. <laughs> and so then she got out of the way. And then I went up to the counter and I set down my instant iced coffees. And I said, I've been waiting to pay for these for tw- five whole minutes. You guys need to be faster. And the lady behind the counter laughed and laughed <laughs> and laughed. And now I can't go in there without them trying to talk to me. Yeah, that sounds about because, right. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll have to ask them about the, the, the pastafarians that come yeah. in. Yeah, and they're they were like regulars, so it was like big deal. <clears throat> so awesome. speaking of flying spaghetti monsters, alive I didn't and well believe in you, South but Bay. I be- I believe I yeah, it's right here. Kylie's googling it now. Yeah, <clears throat> okay. That's- Going right. back, learning, learning, <laughs> learning new things. On November fifteenth, nineteen sixty six, around midnight, there was also two young couples that had a sighting. So there were two young couples, Roger and Linda. That was one couple. Um, they were this Linda Scarberry. I know her last name. The women gave their last names. The men didn't. I don't know why. So the men Scarberry sounds like it would taste delicious. Well, normally when like you as do- a flavor, <laughs> Scarberry. Sorry. I wasn't thinking of <laughs> that's funny. Um, normally, when you talk about people as a couple, you would say their last name together like that. But usually you say the men's last name. So it would be Roger Scarberry. So Roger and Linda Scarberry. OK, have, you just did no it. OK, but that. I have her name is Linda Scarberry. His name is Roger something else. I oh, don't have couples, Roger's they, last well, name. Do we know if they were married? No, but I'm just saying like if it was, yeah, I was going to say like if it was like in text that you found it, like it's probably they're married and it's like Roger and Linda Scarberry. And they are not married. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Roger and Linda and then Steve and Mary are the other couple, right? Okay. They're from Point Pleasant, West Virginia, which if you know, that's where Mothman originates. They had a spooky encounter with a creature and that's what set everything into this big whole motion picture. So the four teens were driving a Rogers Black 57 Chevy Bel Air. And nice. Lynn, is that a nice car? Is it? It's a classic car. Oh, 
Um, Linda said she saw a creature up in the sky and she screamed aloud so everyone else in the car could hear her. They all looked up to see what Linda was screaming about. They described seeing a large flying man creature about seven feet tall with 10 foot long wings. Roger stalled the car in the road for a minute, trying to get a good look at the creature. He said it swooped down and started to chase them. They're still in their car, mind you. They said that it was chasing them in their car down Highway 62 at an unnatural speed over 100 miles per hour. When the couples closed into the city limits, they tried to calm down because they realized nothing was chasing them anymore. So the teens decided they would go and like park somewhere so they could talk about it and like calm down, rationalize, right? They dismissed the whole event and said that it was just some large bird they all saw and that they were just like, you know, spooked for no reason. So they were going to go return to their plans on the outskirts of towns and go. um, What did they think it was? A freaking pterodactyl? Like, I've never seen that big of a bird. Yeah. This was the 60s. People didn't know anything (laughs) at any time. They thought it was a really rare breed of owl. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Owl. The world was still fresh and new in 1966. <laughs> what is it called when you like make out in 1966? What would it be called? Like necking. Would it be called necking? Like we're going out to the woods to go necking. Like yeah, we're going to go out to make out point. And yeah. yeah, we're going to canoodle. We're going to my main canoodle. squeeze. They didn't call it making out. <clears throat> I don't think so. I mean, they might have, but there has to be some catchphrases used. Maybe they <laughs> called it tongue wrestling. <laughs> I like Chris, that. Chris is no longer available for the rest of the episode. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> well, you don't you don't like tongue wrestling? I do not. Oh, it's, I'm not a big fan of tongue either. I think tongues are for genitals only. Oh my god! <laughs> do not put your gross tongue in or around my mouth. We have a mostly female listener base, so they're yeah, all. So see, they sorry. understand. <laughs> but so they understand. <clears throat> <clears throat> Moving on. Christopher is single, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Yeah, this is this is my Tinder profile for now on this episode. Right now. (laughs) So the teens decided they're gonna go back to necking, right? All right. They're gonna go tongue tongue wrestle. Wrestle with their There we go. Hell yeah. The teens (laughs) drive out to an area in part of old West Virginia Ordinance Works known as the TNT area to the locals. This is where a lot of kids go to make out, by the way. This area is the site of a former World War II ammunitions plant. The uh, plant stored military weapons, ammunition, manufactured dynamite, and had other war equipment. Just when Kylie thinks I won't find a way to talk about World War II, I bring it back. (laughs) Always. Speaking of World War II, Operation Paperclip available in the archives is an amazing episode. And you guys should all go listen to it because it's really, really good. And I did so much research for it. Okay, thank you. Bye. The Nazis (laughs) took us to the moon. They did. That's they a did. that's pretty yeah. much a summary of the entire episode. Yep, pretty much. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the surrounding area of this like ammunitions place is mostly forest. Some areas have thick concrete domes that they call the igloos. They were used to store barrels of gunpowder back in the day. This area is also home to numerous abandoned tunnels, most of which have collapsed or been sealed off or have become flooded with water. And also there is now a wildlife sanctuary that owns it called McClintic Wildlife Management. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. That sounds made up. First of all, (laughs) you can't manage wildlife. Okay. It's in the name. They're wild. Okay. And B, it's common knowledge that you can't trust anyone who has three C's in their last name. Triple C's? uh, Yeah, no thanks. 
remember kids, there's no hope in dope. And for those of you who are raised in a loving household, triple C's are an abusable over-the-counter cold medicine. Yes. Uh... I, and it, learning so it, many new things. I, yeah, no, this, is, this is an educational episode. You know? it, it's something. <laughs> I will say in the last like paragraph that I was reading, I called the place a munitions plant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I kept typing munitions, but saying munitions sounds weird. It sounds like I'm supposed to say ammunitions and I'm just saying it wrong. But munitions is an actual correct word. Munitions yeah. is the right word to use there. Mm-hmm. But even after reading it and writing it, I still think it's wrong. It you just also seems said wrong. ammunition. Yeah, because I didn't like munitions. It just seems <laughs> fake. Fake words. I hate. Yeah, I hate English. when I read a word or when I go to spell a word and then I say it out loud and then I say it again. And I'm like, that's not right. There's no way that's spelled right. It's you were like, you say it enough and it be, it stops being a word. Uh, so many times I'll say something more than once and then it's not a word anymore. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, literally the same word, but you say it differently to imply a different thing. Asset. English is hard. <laughs> is that what you're talking about? No. Asset and asset. How you were upset that one day? Yeah, that is another one. But um, what was the main one? Defense, defense. That one. And there was another one that I that came up in. It came up at work. Data and data? No. Lead and lead? Yeah, that one's stupid. Yeah, that one is really dumb. Red and red? Yep. Read and red, yep. Um, I will say, the other night when we were watching one of the movies, someone had an accent, and I've decided something that really upsets me for no reason is when people pronounce the word military, military, or like military, mil, mil. When they don't pronounce military. all the letters. Yes. Military. Yeah. Hate that. So you probably yeah. don't like it if if we were to ride in my car and you wanted to smoke a cigarette, say, whatever, and you were like, hey, can I smoke in here? And I said, just roll down your winder. Would you hate that? No, that's not. Okay. That's bothersome. So winder doesn't No, because that's you. slang. Yeah. But military and military are the same thing. Don't say it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Says you. I think I think just condensing any kind of word kind of makes it slang. You know, the fact that we're just manipulating it to make it easier to say kind of just makes it slang. Right. Hmm. So shortening the word would just well, apparently just be... a lot of people from Michigan do that. And you don't realize it. Until you're saying it. Hmm. I, I don't mess see up people words. point it out. I don't remember what it is, though. Well, <clears throat> that's my little snippet of uh, how to talk properly with me because I'm <laughs> the utmost authority on how to speak correctly. Absolutely. <laughs> so going back to the couples, the, they went back out because they wanted to go back out and, you know, resume their weekend plans. They wanted to go make out and canoodle. But it wasn't long before they saw the creature again. So waiting for them on the highway was this humanoid creature. The couples now realized that the stalker was not a bird, even though they thought it originally could have been. And when the car's headlights was like shining on it, it had glowing red eyes. The creature then. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) The creature lifted vertically into the air with tremendous speed and then disappeared above the tree line. The teens were scared. They rushed to town to tell the authorities what they saw, no longer thinking it could have been a bird. 
The four teens drove over to the Mason County Courthouse and told their story to the sheriff, who was George Johnson, and the deputy, Miller Halstead. Two hours later, the city police began investigating the area, only to return empty-handed. Wow, empty-handed, huh? You're telling me the police couldn't do their job? No, never. I've never heard a case where police didn't do oh, everything yeah, 100%. No, that's unheard of. <laughs> Honestly... So, Tina- yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go, go, go No, no, no. Go ahead. <laughs> Honestly, I'd be surprised if they found anything. And I'd be like, what? That that would make me just think they planted some stuff. Oh, yeah. Unless they found a bird. So is this where you started to realize that, quote, birds aren't real? No, birds aren't real. I okay. just have known that my whole life. Your whole life? <laughs> yeah. When you were a child, you were My you mom tried to bird. have us have pet birds and I knew there was something wrong with them. Okay. She one time made us have a chicken too. Luckily, it disappeared one night. That sounds more ominous than it is. I think, yeah, a dog I think got I've got it. some more questions for your mom now. <laughs> I think a dog got it. <laughs> On November sixteenth, nineteen sixty-six, the next day from when the teens, you know, saw this this thing, a press conference was held with the local press printing the story. Roger and Steve. Wait a minute. Roger and Steve? Roger and Steve. Steve Rogers? Isn't that Captain America's name? That's right. How, <laughs> listen, how, you know, you know it was very Captain America's of you. name, but you haven't seen Toy Story. <laughs> Seriously, well, seen Marvel. <laughs> like, I've uh, seen those films. Okay. So, Roger <laughs> and Steve told the Point Pleasant Register, the local newspaper, that the creature had bright red eyes about six inches apart. With a wingspan of 10 feet and the apparent urge to avoid the bright headlights of the car. Doesn't seem very moth-like. Yeah, Sorry. don't moth-like. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're on to something. They all talked about the unnatural speed of the creature, claiming that when he flew, he was a beast and terrifying. But when he was when he went to, like, land and try to run at them on the ground, he was quite clumsy. They even, <laughs> like, kind of made jokes about it being like, yeah, he's not very, like, uh... Agile, yeah. <laughs> which has to be funny because he's tucking in these big wings and stuff. I don't know. That's probably so why he's look at this dummy coming at us. <laughs> yeah, he's scary, moth man. And then he just starts flying at 100 miles an hour and after you. He, yeah, that's <laughs> terrifying. Yeah, that that's a scary part. They knew how absurd they had to sound to the local paper because, like, this is a small Appalachian community in the 1960s. It's the 1960s, nonetheless. So they thought, you know, like that they were crazy. So one of the girls, Linda, insisted that the apparition was just maybe a figment of her imagination. Like she thought she was crazy. And I wrote his. It's her. So on November 16th, the Point Pleasant Register like printed its newest issue. Right. And that's when they talked about what the kids had seen. The strange encounter was brought into the public eye with a headline that said, couple sees man sized bird creature something. That same day, Linda was rushed to the hospital by her father, saying she experienced a nervous breakdown due to trauma from the night before. Can you imagine being in that news conference? Like, and it doesn't even have to be the moth, this Mothman one, right? Just any of these old paranormal addresses. I can't decide if the general consensus would be terror or if it's just like, these fucking dopes are smoking the devil's lettuce in the newsroom again. <laughs> like, it reminds me of when 
the presidential election was Biden and Trump and the person that had to be the teleprompter for that every few minutes when he was trying to write things, you could just see him even on the news things like rolling his eyes because he's like, <laughs> I got the coolest job ever. God fucking damn it. It's for and these then two I idiots. Fucking transcribe these two dinguses. Are you talking about Anderson? Is that who it is? I think so. I can't remember his name, but I thought it was just so funny because you could just like see how yes. irritated he was. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'm mad we won't get to see him drunk on New Year's Eve. <laughs> you know, because he used to host like the New Year's Eve countdown the, thing. And they Anderson? used to drink on there. I mean, he did. I think he did for a couple years. But okay. Like, yeah. I know. Who yeah. You're he about. got drunk one year and was just giggly the whole time and it was the best, but they don't <laughs> allow you to drink anymore. And that's stupid. Stupid. I bet you no one shows up. I hope no one does. <laughs> just Times Square <laughs> empty. <laughs> Right? That'd be pretty funny. That'd be, That'd be scary. Weird. You guys want to know a weird fact about Times Square? Sure. <laughs> of course. Did you know that Times Square is 10 degrees hotter than any of the parts like around that part of town in New York? Because of all the freaking because lights. Because of all yeah. the people and the lights that it makes it 10 degrees warmer at all times, even in the winter. And even sense. with wind chill. Yeah. Huh. That's gross, though. That's like, oh, it's warm here because everybody stinks. Yeah. And it's like bright pee. lights of the big city. What? It's like pee in the How pool. How is it like pee? It's like pee in the pool. Like the pee makes oh. you warm, but it's gross. <laughs> That's what she's alluding. What do you mean it's like pee? <laughs> Sorry. I needed more context. <laughs> so, it was I funny. It was you. funny yeah, without the context. I'm scared yeah. that I understood that instantly and Chris was like question it because that makes me feel like I should have questioned it. <laughs> oh, no. I, I get those moments with you too. And I I'm like, like, oh no. It. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, like I've made a fool of myself. <laughs> so after the newspaper printed, it didn't take long for other people to start coming forward with previous or future sightings that they had just not talked about ever before. Like, oh, coincidence. The Gettysburg Times had reported eight additional sightings in the short span of three days after the first claims. Do you guys think it's that kind of scenario where it's like, when you're in school and you finished your test first and you're too scared to be the first one to stand up and turn in your test. So you wait for someone else to do it. And then once they do it, you're like, oh, fucking thank God. And you go and you turn in your test and then everyone does. Or is it just like they want clout? What do you think it really is here? I think it's probably um, a little bit of both. I like think actual sightings. Like if they think that their sightings are real, I mean, yeah, in their mind. I think uh, especially for 1966 and I think any time beforehand, I think uh, uh, at that time it was more of I'm not going to say anything because then I'm going to be labeled crazy. And like at that time, you weren't just labeled crazy like you were fired from your job. They wouldn't let you come to your church anymore. Like they, these are all small towns and they would just like ostracize you. It's basically like uh, uh, the Blair Witch Trials. Like if the, you were yeah, called a witch – Everyone in that little community knew you were a witch. And I think that's kind of what it comes down to is people are a little scared to say something first because they don't want any of that to happen. And legally at this time, lobotomies were still a thing. I was literally oh, about to say that. Sanatoriums were still a thing. Um, what is this? What is uh, that? What? Like electro shock, shock therapy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was still legal. Um, and also just uh, asylums were still legal at this point. So they probably don't want to. Especially a woman, no offense, but like a woman probably is even more scared to come forward because mm -hmm. she's going to be like, if I do it, my husband's going to think I'm batshit crazy and I'm going to get a lobotomy and then I'm going to be a fucking vegetable. Yeah, forever. Just out of yep. curiosity, 
Um, you made a noise there, and I'm curious as to what pantomime you asked you did in uh, order to get Kylie to guess uh, electroshock therapy. I put my fingers to the sides of my temples and shook my <laughs> body while saying bzzz. That's what I thought you did. I just wanted, I just wanted to make sure my vision was correct. <laughs> yeah, that's entirely what I did. <laughs> um, so it didn't take long for these people to come forward. And once they did, everyone started coming forward. Two volunteer firemen talked about how they saw a large bird with red eyes. The Mason County. You can County trust a fireman. Sorry. Well, you can actually. That's why I'm saying these are technically supposed to be credible people. Right. You're supposed to believe that guy. Mm-hmm. The Mason County Sheriff George Johnson commented that he believed the sightings were due to an unusually large heron, which he termed as a shite poke. Shite poke. Okay. <laughs> I had poke. so many questions as to how that word was going to be pronounced. It's a large would bird. You like, would you like to hear my my favorite Absolutely. pronunciation? Absolutely, I would love to. Um, I was really hoping that it would be unusually large heron. He termed a shit a pokey. That's what I was hoping yep. it would be. Yep, shit a pokies. Shit a pokey. That's what I wanted. Um, which if you uh, not not Chris, fuck him. But if Kylie remembers <laughs> don't from. <laughs> If Kylie remembers from the Jersey Devil Ben Franklin episode, they thought that was a large heron also. Yeah. Also, I think people just didn't know things back then. That's what I think. Well, but then they it actually was a kangaroo. And people in Ohio <laughs> didn't know what a kangaroo was. Hold on. They thought it was a bird and it ended up being a kangaroo? Chris, go listen to the fucking Jesus episode. Christ, dude. <laughs> People are fucking dumb. I saw, sorry, I saw a video today of this lady at a zoo, and she's recording these lions, right? And you could just hear someone in the background go, oh my God, are those tigers? Like, what? who, who, who in 2022 doesn't know what a fucking lion looks like? I have little faith in humanity. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Every year I get more and more scared as to what's going to happen. Although, okay, if I saw, oh, this is going to embarrass me, but whatever, fuck it. <laughs> if I saw a platypus and a walrus sitting next to each other and you asked me which is which, it's going to take me a minute. For some reason, those two are right hard now, for me. Right now, if what? I asked you that, that would you would have trouble? I can't. Because I don't see either of them frequently enough that I would have to sit here and kind of imagine them in... But platypuses are like t- Antarctica. Antarctica. <laughs> yes, the Antarctica that is so <laughs> small compared to walruses. Yeah, but they're both really ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Did I defend your delicate sensibilities, Chris? <laughs> no, no. I'm just I'm amazed right now. These are these are uh, cackles of amusement that I I I just have I don't even know. <laughs> a platypus. Now, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. When platypuses were first discovered, they were uh, they were uh, cryptid for a while because they didn't they didn't believe it. It was a real thing. I still but they're they so like, cute. Oh yeah, there's there's a whole lot of them. How yeah. are they ugly? Well, I guess if I start thinking about Perry, I would be able to distinguish them. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Do Athena, you not like Athena, that? Athena. Athena. I mean, there has to be some animal that you guys kind of like mistake or sometimes am wrong about. It happens. Um, Chris would be think. like, no, because I'm perfect. 
Well, I'm, I'm trying, trying to, to think, think of thing. Okay, so I have nothing that is of the vast difference, like platypus and walrus. But I could see me getting like a weasel and a mink confused. Yeah, like all those little. Yeah. Yeah, those small rodents that are shaped the same. They just have little variations like that. But a platypus and a walrus, you couldn't tell a difference. That is, I almost don't believe you. Is this a bit? <laughs> I <laughs> wish because you're kind of embarrassing said, me. Yeah, it's a bit now. <laughs> no, it just, there's some other animals where like, I just don't see them. I don't go to zoos really, so I don't see them. Good. So I just kind of forget what they look like. An anteater, if I had to draw you an anteater, I all I know is it has a nose. Body shape, couldn't tell you. Does it have hands? Does it even have two legs or four legs? Does it stand up? I yes, can't tell can. you any of these things. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't draw any animal that you asked me to because I'm not an artist. But I could describe them. <laughs> yeah, I, same. I don't same. think I can. I'm not smart. Maybe. <laughs> that was what, that's what I was going to say, but I didn't want to say it. And maybe that is what it is. Maybe I'm just not very good with animals. Ugh. And that's fair. I get it. You know, like some people are good with numbers. I'm I'm really good at spelling, you know, and like I'm good with animals. You know, I don't know. Everybody's got their thing. Yours Chris, just to, is an animal identification. Chris, this is what's scaring me, what you're about to say. Chris, I went to college to be an animal <laughs> vet technician and wildlife See, I, rehabilitator. <laughs> I knew this, too. We, ha- we talked about this last time. This is... You know what? Maybe you should go just so you can get on the the level of every normal person in America. Uh, I just, I, I'm going to You know what I think it is? This is, this is how we solve, this is how I think, I think I I cracked the code. Did you ever own or read any of the zoo books when we were kids? I did. Are they books about zoos? The, the fact that you you're, you don't know what they are tells me everything I need to know. I had zoo this books, one. I had this zoo one books book were like these was, little okay. magazines that were about animals that were specifically for kids. They even had commercials for them. Yeah. Um, no, I have no idea what that is, but I did have this one book that was called A to Z Fish, and they terrified me, and I didn't want to go in the ocean ever again because they were I all scary. I have an encyclopedia next to me that's the animal encyclopedia. Maybe I was just more into animals than you. Maybe I should have been a vet. Hmm? <laughs> hmm? Uh, I'm I'm gonna go back to Mothman. I've been attacked a little <laughs> too much this episode. <laughs> She's like I've been setting myself up all all episode. I just yikes! Y'all are mean when you're together. Platypuses yes, and, you... and walruses. What? Yeah. I don't see. I don't see either of them on a daily basis or like okay. ever. I don't see orca <laughs> whales, but I know the difference between an orca and a humpback. Yeah, I think that was Bitch. a pretty weak, weak <laughs> argument. <laughs> I don't know what a humpback looks like. Is okay. that the one with the Jesus. mouth that looks like this? What is that? It's what like is a good, that? When, you put, when you put in a whale emoji, I'm pretty sure humpback whale is the whale is. that they get. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think so. It's isn't humpback the largest man? I thought that was a cartoon. No. There is a cartoon one too. But hold on, hold on. I'm sending it to everyone. Oh, What's God. the mouth we get, we with the big the mouth? Verification. You. So these are the two that you get. Yeah, those. That's a humpback What's that whale. First that first thing. One, that's, that's what I thought. That's a humpback whale. What's the big mouth whale? That's what the I big, was thinking of. A uh, blue whale. Blue whales are bigger than humpbacks. Blue whale. I'm thinking of a blue whale. Mm. There's also (laughs) the whale shark. 
which is the largest <laughs> shark, but it's not really scary like all the other ones. Like you can a- swim up and pet a oh, whale shark. Oh, I understand that. Yeah, it's a whale. Someone drew a little little fish in front of him. <clears throat> I'm moving on. Okay. All right. Back to the moths. Newell Partridge, a contractor and resident from Salem, West Virginia, claimed that he saw strange patterns appearing on his television one night, followed by a mysterious sound that's coming from outside his home. He told Sheriff Johnson that he went outside to investigate and he saw some sort of a creature. When he aimed a flashlight at the creature in a nearby field, its eyes glowed like bicycle reflectors and unusually red. Afterwards, his German shepherd went missing and he blamed that on the creature. Listen, Newell, was it? God, that's an awful name. Isn't that the sound those tube things make? You know, you you turn them upside down. Remember those toys? Are they called grown tubes? Anyways, your name is weird and I don't like it. But also, his story is so sus to me. Strange patterns on the television. Mysterious sound outside. Come on, Newell. You sure you weren't sipping on dad's old cult medicine, huh? And the dog's missing too, huh? I'm supposed to believe a West Virginian man didn't take a gun out to investigate a strange noise? Nah, 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 nah. I think he accidentally shot the dog in a scared, drunken stupor and is using my colleague, Mr. Mothman, as a scapegoat, and I won't stand for it. That thing? What? Is that the thing? Oh my god. Is that what you're talking about? No, I thought he was talking about the ones that you hit with flip-flops. What? <laughs> hit with flip-flops? <laughs> what the fuck is that? The PVC pipes? Oh. Did no one go to any... Okay, okay. No, I know okay. what you're Children's talking about. Children's museums. That's okay. a grown that's like more. Yeah, that's more of an instrument. Like, Because there's normally like a bunch of them strung together, right? Yeah. So you can get put... the different pitches and notes, so, essentially. So what are you talking about? Those grown tubes... They were like the neon colored tubes and they had black yeah. ends or whatever. And you would turn them upside down and they go, yeah. <laughs> you know that? You remember those tubes, those fucking toys? That's what I was playing. I had a yeah. 10 hour clip of them. That's what- a 10 <laughs> hour clip? Jesus Christ. Would you get that from Guantanamo Bay? <laughs> also, someone put one on their bike one time when I was a kid and they would ride up and down our street. <laughs> That's My mom hilarious. was so pissed. That's so funny. Um, I'm going to do that for my bike this summer. Huh? That's what those are called? Yeah, ground tubes. No, but mm-hmm. what is he talking about? He's talking about a ground tube. Okay. He said that the sound Newell, his name, sounds like a ground tube. Like, no. Newell. No. Kylie didn't know where the ground tube My blonde is showing. It's fine. Moving on. So one of us doesn't know how conversations work and the other one doesn't know what platypuses are. We're doing great. Man, this is this is yeah. ripe. These are the ripe attributes you want for a successful podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're good. Yeah, it's a great, it's a dynamic duo. Yeah, we're fine. It's, it's great. <laughs> so Mothman was described as a wing humanoid. Despite his name, he was not moth-like, especially like being scared of light, which was a big thing that everyone kept saying at this point. Not very moth-like. Mm-hmm. He instead sounded like a large humanoid owl. Okay, I'm going to ask you a very serious question, Chris. When okay. owls run, what is something they do? <laughs> when they run? I know what they yes. do. Yes. I mean, they wobble when they run. 
No, like they one foot at a time, isn't it? No, they no. stand up, they extend their legs, and they pick up their skin and they run like <laughs> like a girl would pick up their skirt to run. Right? Yeah, that's they, what owls do. They pick up their little feather skin and they run. Hmm. I can't see. Uh, much like your excuse with not knowing what a walrus is, I can't say that I've seen owls do that all that much. Um, it is a goddamn sight. I've made Kylie watch owl running videos. They just they pick up their little haunches and they run. It's so cute. <laughs> uh, so there's. I want to get the bottom of my jeans wet. It's so wholesome. Um, so his coloration of Mothman varies from black to gray to brown tones. He's often reported to be about seven feet tall with a wingspan of 10 to 15 feet and the ability to fly over 100 miles per hour. Well, no wonder he's not so agile because his wings are much larger, than much larger than him. <laughs> he should just leave them outstretched. <laughs> <laughs> just stretch him out and run down the road. Take up the whole road. I feel like that wouldn't work because it would just like catch that'd all be very, the air. Yes, that'd be very exhausting. <laughs> it'd be like trying to run with a parachute behind you. It'll be fine. He's already clumsy when he runs. You don't need to make it any more difficult. But that's what would make him like balance. Yeah, it would balance him. Oh, it would balance it out. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's often said to have huge red eyes. Sometimes people say two, and every so often you'll find a rare story where people say it's one giant eye in the middle of his head. Oh. But those stories are super rare, so I decided not to put it in, but then I Maybe thought just it's a weird fact. <laughs> Maybe. 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 I don't know. Maybe he got something in his eye. <laughs> the details of his face and feet have never been fully described in detail, though, because the only person that's ever claimed to, like, see him full on, like with light shining on him, everything was that Linda girl. And she said the details were so horrible and monstrous, monstrous, monstrous <laughs> that she ended up having a nervous breakdown. And remember, she got admitted after the event. So I feel like that's like, such a cop out. I hate that. I hate that in like any scenario, like movie, TV mm -hmm. show, whatever. When the one person with the answer has been incapacitated, I'm like, ah, uh, just give me the answer. <laughs> I'm very high strung. Listener, that's that's what it comes down to. No, I agree. I agree with that. I 100% agree with that. Imagine Chris being a detective in the time of like the Greek gods and they're trying to find out who Medusa is. And he's like, every fucking victim just keeps turning to stone. How convenient. You've seen her and I try to ask who she is, but you fucking wait and turn to stone. Convenient. I grab them by their stone lapels and I shake them. I'm like, tell me who did this to you. But because it's stone, it's heavy and I drop them and they break. Yeah. Have you guys yeah. ever played Medusa with your friends? Uh, I don't no. know what that means. Okay. One person stands in a room and it's supposed to be like a big room. One person stands in a room and they're Medusa and they're not facing you. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you walk into the room and you have a mirror in your hand, okay? And the goal is they're going to try to touch you, but your goal is to try to stab them. You have like usually like a piece of foam or something in your hand and you're going to try to stab them and kill them. They're Medusa, but you can't look at them. And if they look at you, then you die. So they're trying to move around so they can look you in the eye, but you can only see them through the mirror. And you guys are like chasing each other around the room. And remember, mirrors make things inverted. <laughs> so it's fucking so fun. Mirrors That's make things fun. inverted. This is the great. best part of that. <laughs> it's just everyone's fucking chaotic. So you think you're going left, but they're actually going right. Yeah. And, and everyone's just running. 
and you all look so stupid. Right? It's so great. <laughs> hey, I have a question about Medusa real quick. The if, game or the person? Uh, the, the person, okay. right? If you were to wear uh, mirrored sunglasses, sunglasses, would you be immune to her power? Like, would that work the same? Like, I could just wear those mirrored sunglasses and no, because I, I think could, like, you would still you would still be looking into her. her eyes in a sense. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Right. Well, there goes my chance at making out with Medusa. Damn. <laughs> I mean, she it's is... like that. It's like that commercial. I was gonna say she's kind of hot in that one commercial recently. Yeah, yeah they dude. make Medusa seen, look kind I've of. I've seen a lot of yeah. banging Medusas in my day. Okay, they 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 like to make her kind of tantalizing. I mean. She has, to be if she has snakes for hair. It's kind of siren like. Like, yeah. Yeah. She lures she's, a, you she's in. a bit of a succubusy sirenous bitch. Bitch. <laughs> the more risk of me being killed makes me more attracted. Cause I'm like, ooh, danger. Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> yep. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about that. Gotta risk it for the biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> That's my life motto. <laughs> Chris Widener, risking it for the biscuit. So we've set up your whole tender for you. No worries. We're doing great. So I'm going to be flooded with an influx of girls who just want to throw themselves at me. I, I know it. I know it's coming. They're throwing their biscuits left and right at you. Oh, God. That actually sounds like a nightmare. They're deta- The biscuits are detachable now? Jesus. Another term for your who and Annie, Chris. No, I know. That's, that was the joke. I'm like, oh no, they can come oh. off now. They can throw them at me. That's scary. I'm just gonna show up to Chris's house and just chuck a pocket pussy at his. Front Jesus, door. don't. There's a camera, and I will call the police. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want it because they're kind of expensive. I think they are expensive. I, yeah. Yeah. Damn. yeah, not worth it. Not worth. Can't the... play jokes on Chris. Yeah, you could. You could do the like. Meet me in the middle. You remember those? They were these little like, oh, God, I don't know. This is going to be weird to try and describe it. But it's like a little balloon that has a hole in the middle. And so it'll like, you can just kind <gasps> of. The toys? Yeah. And, and you just play with them and they do the and, thing? Yeah. And you could like squish it around. That you, I, that, I there could be an those. argument made that you could fuck <laughs> that thing. And that's where I think that if you wanted to not spend the money on a pocket pussy, you could just go buy one of those and throw know. that at my door. Those toys taught kids how to give hand jobs i believe <laughs> they did they did yes they did and i'm grateful for it everyone pause <laughs> i have to show kylie because she doesn't know what we're talking about no i do so i typed in oh you do You're well really i typed of. in 90s kid toy that taught you how to give hand jobs and i will let you know did it they come pulled up? up instantly, instantly yeah. nice dude like, i was wondering i was like how do you what would you describe that and what are they it? called but that's perfect mm. yeah what are they called Uh, I don't know if they have a name. Yeah, that's the thing. There's a lot of toys from, like, that we never call the name. We're just like, hey, look at this. Okay, the only thing thing. I'm finding is people called it squeeze toys. Yeah. Like gel squeeze toys. Yeah, that's that's Mm -hmm. fair. That's boring. (laughs) Yeah. I need a name. Oh, you could also finger them really good, too. In case anyone was wondering. (laughs) Well, yeah, because you, like, did this. Yeah. Yeah. And you, just, you know what's really they funny? You, you had to could, get faster. You could clip that and use it for so many different things. <laughs> yeah, you can finger it real good too. <laughs> so back to Mothman I see why again. Your, I see why your listenership is all ladies. 
<laughs> Samoth man. That man. The man <laughs> that's man. The humanoid guy. The humanoid. So anyone that does get the close look at him suffers extreme fear, they say. They also say they have psychological distress that will sometimes last for months or years. Most people say they feel a sense of pure evil that overcomes them when they see his eyes. Oh, ooh, so that's the, gift the of madness. That's excuse. Yeah, it it's it's an excuse. Mm. You know, Cthulhu offers a similar gift. I wonder what Christmas is like at their place. <laughs> but um, I, I hate it. <laughs> Listen, I have to do one bad joke every time I'm recording, okay? Because it's just part of the it's part of the thing, okay? You're gonna get dad jokes. It's just how it goes. It's your Christmas gift to us. Christmas. <laughs> yes. That, well, the, the gift is my 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 presence, really. That's I know. Listen, I don't make the rules, okay? I need the receipt. I don't make the rules. Oh, there's no returns. Sorry, honey. This is you get what you get. <clears throat> So this creature has been seen throughout the next 13 months at this point. Like people reported all those instances and then for the next 13 months, so a little over a year, they keep saying that they see him. They say they saw that that they saw Mothman over a hundred times. There was a hundred different sightings. Mothman witnesses claimed that they had been harassed by the men in black who wanted them to speak out about the creature. Not speak out about the creature. What did I say? You said wanted them to speak out about no, the No, they don't want them to speak out. You're right. My bad. They wanted them to not speak out about the creature, which if you don't know who the men in black are, men in black available in the archives. It's an episode we covered and we talk about them and it's not Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith. Okay, thank you. <laughs> it is though. They make three movies about it. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they claimed the creature was an out of this world extraterrestrial, but also... Uh, an omen in nature to warn people about events that are going to happen, which leads up to the Silver Bridge incident. So that's why they say that. The Harbinger of Doom. What a cool stat to have. Mothman, if you see me, shit's about to go down. <laughs> if you I'm... had a stat like that, what would yours be? So it'd be Athena, if you see me, or Kylie, if you see me, turn what's the your other stat? direction. <laughs> <laughs> You just don't want to see me just go away. I feel like if you see me, you you know you're wrong. (sighs) Um, I don't really. I'm very, like, corrective in my paths. Um, Athena, if you see me, I'm sorry, because I'm just going to talk about nonsense. I feel like if you see (laughs) Athena, it's because you're both at a Taylor Swift concert. (laughs) I just, like, I don't feel like if I come up to you, it's not going to be a good conversation. I'm going to love it. It's not something you're going to you're going to be a part of it wishing you were anywhere else. I'm going to be like, because because see, here's what happens. My coworkers, they're standing, they're hanging out at the water cooler. They're having a good conversation about their grandkids and about life and stuff. And I'll walk up and I'll be like, so, guys, crazy fucking story. This cannibal from Milwaukee last night was found eating his dog and his next door neighbor. But don't worry, that's not the craziest thing. So then after that, I found out that one of my high school boyfriends right now is going to prison because he beat his child to death. Isn't that crazy? And they're like, yeah, okay. Um, uh, so we're all going to go out for lunch. Would you like to come with us? And I'll be like, well, I heard that if you eat the Taco Bell meat, sometimes it has human carcasses inside. And then I just, they're like, well, Athena, this is why we don't fucking talk. Why do you, why go back to your cubicle? How do I subscribe to that, uh, (laughs) Athena? Because the one I got the other day was 
uh, she said, hey, something funny happened to me. And then she gave me an explanation that took four years. It gave me the whole back plot. And like, oh, yeah, four years ago. Because you didn't know who the character is history. It's a history before the mystery. And also I I talked to you about noodles. uh, Oh, that's right. I forgot to introduce myself as Chris Orzo Widener. (laughs) Good boy. So just I'm, for the duration of this podcast, you I think uh, you can affectionately refer to me as Orzo. Oh my god, that would be so cute. Yeah. Just Mr. for this Orzo? show though. Nobody Mr. else. Orzo? Hello, Mr. Orzo. How are you? That sounds oh. pretty fucking badass though. Mr. I, Orzo. I want to name a cat Orzo. Especially no, you, you name me Orzo. You can't name a cat Orzo. You gave that name to me. You guys can share. No, I don't share. Mm-hmm. I'll name my cat Chris. <laughs> I'm, I'm sick of people naming their animals human names. And cats don't get human names. You got to name it something silly like Dr. Puke and stuff or whatever. I don't like that. I hate that. Or Well, that's just off yeah, the Yeah, no, I don't know. I like a cat that's named Harry. Yeah, like, I have a list of acceptable pet names currently. Or Oliver. I don't know. Um, I have this this uh this idea that cats get more goofy names than dogs do. Like dogs get Shadow, Cliff, Max, but like cats get named like Chicken Noodle Soup <laughs> and like <laughs> here's uh here's Wilford Brimley and shit like that. It's really I feel like cats get the brunt of the weird names. So my ideas for my pet names are to get a cat and name it a human name or Nickelback. That's what I wrote down. These are all things that I have as thoughts. The dogs in my life I want to have are Draco, Cowboy, Echo, Maverick, and I want to get a shepherd and name it Dax because of Dax Shepherd. And I think that would be a very good one. And I want to get a pet snake and name it Fingers. Wow. How disrespectful. (laughs) So that's where I'm at in life. Says you that doesn't think that anteaters have legs. Well, I have a note of good thoughts I've had. Do you guys just want me to tell you some of my other good thoughts real quick? Good thoughts? Wait, mm-hmm. yeah. What? When we get into the good thoughts? The next one, Nickelback should cover All-Star. It would be great. I hate All-Star. Okay, next one, bagels or pasta, and I agree with that statement. I thought bagels? these were good ideas. <laughs> bagels. Bagels. Next one, next one, the fact that the Riddler was in the new Batman movie and he didn't put his username as Riddle Me Timbers is offensive. <laughs> Next what was one. his username? It was like user two four zero. Yeah, it wasn't. It, it wasn't was a, a user. Thing. It was like oh, anonymous. so it was more anonymous, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and useless. That, that seems good for a criminal, <laughs> right? And then my last one so far is a sex version of Bop It that you can use at Bachelor and Bachelorette parties. You want to fuck a game? Is that what you just pitched? No, I want, <laughs> I want it to say things that people have to do. Like, oh, but you want it to be. I guess it doesn't have to be for. Have you been to a I bachelor? Guess it doesn't party? have to be a bachelor or bachelorette yeah. party. It has to be a orgy. Party. <laughs> okay, or those. <laughs> I don't know. It's still a work in progress. The thought. That's all right. Hey, it bits take time. Also, the fact that dildos that like are powered on their own that can move up and down or like side to side, you know, like dildos that have power. The fact that they move like a drill, like a drill gun, and they're not called drilldos is very offensive to me. These are thoughts I have at like 3 a.m. I can't. I can't with you right Mm. now. Okay. So, Mothman. So, what happened with this Silver Bridge incident 
On December 15th, 1967, 13 months to the day after the Mothman sighting with those kids and stuff. All right. The Silver Bridge collapsed. So what really happened was that day, the traffic was really bad on Silver Bridge. It was a bridge that was originally built in 1928 to connect West Virginia to Ohio. And with the bridge being super packed with cars, it placed an extra strain on the bridge. So originally the Model T had only weighed 1,500 pounds, but the average 1967 car weighed 4,000 pounds. And the contractors never planned that new cars would weigh more than the cars back then. And they also didn't plan for the bridge to be as popular as it was. So essentially the bridge's design had a large flaw where if one part failed, nothing was in place to prevent the other parts from failing. So as it started to collapse, things, you know, snowballed. So without warning, a single eye bar near the top of the bridge in on the Ohio side cracked, which made a chain snap and the bridge fell to pieces in the middle because it had a small defect that was less than a half inch deep in the material. So instantly the cars and pedestrians were thrown into the icy December water of the Ohio River below. Following the Mothman sightings, this bridge collapse was a really bizarre thing that put Point Pleasant on the map, but it was the second thing actually. So it didn't take long for people to connect the two and then be like, hmm, well, that's obviously Mothman's fault that the bridge fell, not, you know, the bridge's fault. So in the end, 46 people died and two victims were never found. Let the record show that those numbers are indeed larger than the current prom kings of macabre. My man here deserves a new movie. (laughs) Also, 13 months. So were there any sightings in between that time frame? That's yeah, a long those hundred time. sightings. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, because like, that's a long time. And then all of a sudden, 13 months later, like, that's not. No, when I said there was a hundred sightings in 13 months, it was that same 13 months we're waiting for the bridge to collapse. That's when there's a hundred gotcha. sightings. Um, <clears throat> but no, yeah, that's why you have to get like mill certs and stuff. And that's why you have to be careful when you're building with material, because things can break eventually yeah Mm -hmm. that's not um if like tomorrow notre dame called us and was like hey our structural i-beams and channel beams are broken because of a welding fixture that's incorrect and the am bolts didn't stay in i would say oh let me check the mill certs not well god diddly damn darn it i bet mothman's up to it (laughs) that wouldn't be my first fucking thought like no I don't know well, and we, what we, you just said redo. at all. Yeah, You're no. You're speaking a different language. <laughs> we redo bridges all the time because of this reason, though, too. Yes. You guys build bridges, too, on top of this podcast? <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I, my yeah. job does, yes. No, That's Chris, cool. I work in healthcare. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's like, I destroy bridges. That's what I do. Um, I work for a fabrication company, and yes, we do build bridges and things like this. So, yes. Like on location or... Like in a manufactured sense, and then they ship it out to be built. Both. It depends on if we're the fabricator or if we're just the fabricator. If we're a fabricator and installer and erector, then yes. If we're just Hmm. an erector, then we just put it out. But if we're just the fabricator, then no. I think they should change the word erector because, you know, for obvious reasons. (laughs) For obvious reasons. It says erect in there. I have to say erection probably about 400 times a day. (laughs) Uh, What a nightmare that would be. Yeah. So in 1970, Mothman was talked about heavier than it ever was before because of our man, Gray Barker. Kylie, do you remember who Gray Barker is? No. Travis's dad. 
That's what I was going to say. <laughs> no, but we did talk about him in the Skinwalker episodes. That's why I thought that was funny. Oh. But my own joke ruined. Oh, you, you, you thought that out of all of the times that I would remember things, that I would remember this one man, this one time that we talked about this one time in that one We did one not episode. talk about him one time. We talked about him in multiple episodes now. Pretty much anything we talk about aliens Ooh. says, oh, no, girl, girl. The only thing that I remember... He's a ufologist that we've talked about numerous times. The only man that I remember from Skinwalker is gonna be Bigelow ass, okay? (laughs) His name isn't Bigelow ass, it's Robert Bigelow. I don't remember his name. (laughs) Robert. (laughs) Nope, it's Bigelow ass. Robbie Biggs. (sighs) So, Gray Barker is an American writer and a ufologist who wrote and published a book called The Silver Bridge... The book was in its first book publication of the Mothman creature. And Barker was one of the first researchers on the scene for the Flatwoods monster and Mothman. So that's interesting. He also writes about Skinwalker Ranch and Men in Black. Just so everyone's aware, he's pretty well known in the like UFOlogy community type extraterrestrial alien world. So this book, what do you (laughs) I'm sorry. I, I'm just <laughs> curious. How do you say you said UFOlogy? Yeah, because you like UFologist? you have to spell out UF and then ologist is a word. Yeah. So it's like I always thought it was like ufologist and not I, UFologist. See, I mean, I've, I've heard, heard it pronounced literally. Yeah, I've heard it pronounced every way. But what happened was I was watching a NICAP summary and they said ufologist. Mm. So I'm like, if NICAP said it, then it's the thing. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I think it's NICAP. one of those words that like, it just depends on who you are and where you're from. It's like gyro or gyro or euro. Like that word has got a bunch of different pronunciations. It just depends No, it on... doesn't. It has a right one and two wrong ones. Right. Oh, I, you I just said. I've, I've never had it. So all right, on the count know. of three, let's all three You've say what had... we... Wait, okay. On the count of three, we're all going to say what we think that word is. Ready? Yep. So I'm going to say one, two, three, and then you say it. Okay. okay. One, two, three, Euro. Gyarados. <laughs> <laughs> is that right? Yes. Yes. Is it close? You've never had one? No. They look, okay, go have gross, one. bro. The meat's no, they're gray. Amazing. I'm not oh, interested in so gray good. meat, bro. Fuck out of here. It's not gray. It's not. But listen, the pictures that Are I've seen Are you getting veal? Gray. Is that why? Say what? Veal? Are you getting a veal euro? <laughs> no, I'm not getting anything. Lamb. I've never eaten them. <laughs> That's the problem. Um, I have a vegan euro that I eat all the time, and it's fucking phenomenal. Yeah, euros are the bomb. They're so, so good. Sorry, I'm, so you're I'm, in the I'm, wrong. I'm just a, I'm just a, a taco I mean, you can man, get, a taco and pizza man. That's all. You I can am. get chicken too, but it's just not a euro Ugh, at that, that point. Doesn't sound and good. see, that's what I've heard. I've heard that you can sub the meat, but because it's like lamb, isn't it? Yes. Oh, I thought it was veal. Lamb. Whatever it is. It's it's out mm. out of my taste class. I'll I'll put it that way. I eat garbage, okay? And eating lamb or veal, whatever it is, just seems like I don't deserve it. It seems too out of my reach. I'm a Taco Bell guy. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm a Taco Bell guy. <laughs> I felt I'm a Taco Bell kid. Now, with this whole him talking about this book and everything and him like 
pretty much he was doing a book tour essentially right mm-hmm. okay well the book was getting really popular as he was talking about it but it was originally only printed in really small quantities so it became really rare and it fetched enormous prices because of that so then it ended up getting reprinted and titled the silver bridge the classic mothman tale now i tried finding some first edition copies of this book mm-hmm. just to like you know fuck around and find out type thing I found one that was $600, but then literally every other one I found, and I only found like probably like maybe like five total. <laughs> they were all around the 1000 mark and one of them was $3,000. Damn, dude, you should. Jeez. Is that 600 one still up? Let's all no. fucking pitch in to get it. It was a eBay bidding and it had Damn. not. It, it was like still in its beginning stages. Oh, but yeah. So it probably would have I don't higher. feel like you could get this book under a thousand. If you can, then um, I'm wrong. But it, it looks like it's very hard to find. If you have gotten it for less and you are in possession of it, send us your address so we can come see it. <laughs> I thought he was going to say night. steal it. When in the asleep. night. There it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> in 1975, Mothman again hit the stands with another publication for a book about him. This one was John Keel. He is an American journalist and influential UFOologist. There. <laughs> I did it a different way for you. He Say was... it different every time. Change it up. <laughs> Chaos. he turned into an author when he wrote the mothman prophecies keel claimed that there were supernatural events related to the sightings a connection to the collapse of the silver bridge and the correlation that it has with aliens 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 (laughs) you can have that sound effect for free you're welcome oh my god really wow you're so kind to us i'm a great friend um you're good (laughs) <laughs> it's this it's just the christmas time it's the only time i give away free shit um i thought john keel wrote another book that i read but i can't think of what it is twilight I, mm, no i'm thinking it's the eighth tower but magic anyways, house. i'm done magic with you house. time cat <laughs> what <laughs> i'm just naming off books i read in middle school <laughs> okay <laughs> So Keel had a partner in his research who had mutual interest in the Mothman legacy and lore. Her name was Mary Heyer, and she was a newspaper reporter in West Virginia who would often report the events trailing the Mothman legends and lore. Mary helped Keel with his investigations and kept him updated through correspondence of what she was hearing from any locals. She claimed to have seen the weird lights in the sky on several occasions and even claimed to have been visited by the men in black regarding Mothman. And she was told that she had to keep quiet about what was happening because the men in black told her so. Mary passed away in 1970 after helping Keel for many years. And in his book, he dedicates it to Mary Heyer and the people of West Virginia. No. Wholesome. In 1975, that TNT area. Nope. What'd I say? Five. Ah. In 1979, in the TNT area where the sightings of the teens occurred, you know, the munitions area. Some fishermen then reported that there had been chemicals that had been left to seep into the ponds, causing it to be labeled an environmental disaster area. So by the year 1983, the TNT area was among the country's most populated sites. No. (laughs) Populated. No. Polluted. (laughs) There's no extra P. I know Why there is that. Put that extra P in there, dog. You want that PP? What's going on? <laughs> the double L threw me off. They look <laughs> the same. I mean, it's almost a P. It's just missing that, <laughs> that little loop. 
So the TNT area was among the country's most polluted areas. <laughs> Run it again, dog. Polluted. 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 I got Perfect. it. They blocked it off to newcomers and sightseers that would try to come to the area to see the sighting of Mothman for themselves. Were they seeing the sightseeing of the sightseers of the sighting of Mothman? Whoa, but they were also on. seeing. They were, also they were seeing. seeing. <laughs> Damn. Well, <laughs> that wasn't the only big event, though, that like they blamed Mothman and put it on his shoulders saying like it's all his fault. Right. So according to some Russian ufologists, there was a claim that Mothman sightings were seen in Moscow before the 1999 Russian apartment bombings. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it needed that. I'm sorry, and, I'm over here making myself laugh. <laughs> <laughs> in 2002, a major motion picture was released. It was a loose, 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 very loose adaptation of the 1975 <laughs> book by John Keel with the same title, The Mothman Prophecies. Oh. I, I said Mothman with an F and no one heard it, luckily. No. Mothman? Yes, I Moth did. Man. Mothman. Moth I wish Moth Mothman's name was just... F foreshadower <gasps> Ooh, i have a good idea for a porno oh my god hold it, on let me take my belt off <laughs> someone dresses up as like a mothman version and they have sex with a woman and they call it the muff man that's because you call that a muff there you go i don't like that yeah you're welcome i have but another that's to be expected from a porn <laughs> i have one of the best porn ideas ever and i can't remember it in this moment but i'll remember it at the end of this episode and i'll tell you guys because you guys are gonna be shocked by how good of an idea my porno idea is. i think you've told Athena. me the porno idea i don't it's remember it's so though. good <laughs> i'm gonna be honest with you bud i you have just kind of let me down at each time you brought something up so i'm, I'm gonna keep my expectations pretty low on this i'm gonna hear you out because we're friends but i'm gonna be honest with you i'm not expecting what you're hyping up no, it's really good. I think I maybe even tweeted it or something so I could remember it. Oh, it went on Twitter too. Wow. It was a really good idea. I was sober. I was sober. <laughs> that does not make it I better. Sober. <laughs> I just wanted it to be clear. I was sober when I had this uh, thought. Okay, so nobody heard me, but I feel like the Mothman needs to be the foreshadower. Where did Mothman come from? Because he's Mothman. No. Oh, because she's not moth-like. Um, but I know what the porno is called. If you want to okay. know, it's a porno that plays Matchbox Twenty songs the whole time, and it's called Snatchbox Twenty, and they have sex with twenty guys. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> so you know what's crazy? You know who would watch that? It'd Nicholas be, Damron. It'd be thirty to forty five-year-old women because that's those are the people who eat up matchbox 20 the most i love matchbox rob thomas. i love rob thomas <laughs> rob thomas is a national treasure he is i'm glad you know mm -hmm. he was even on it's always sunny in philadelphia he played a crazy person oh no correct yeah. oh, along with no. sinbad yeah a lot right alongside Sinbad. i'll tell you what that's what gave me this idea too I was watching that episode of It's Always Sunny, and that's where I came up with the porno. I hope you know. Oh, wow. We're bringing it full circle, baby. <laughs> because that's the episode where he, Dennis is doing his memoirs. Oh, God, the memoirs. See, it all makes sense where I come up with my great porno ideas. Hmm. Okay, we're moving on. <laughs> we got to so, get this girl to stop watching It's Always Sunny. <laughs> <laughs> Never. So what happens in this movie is that 
Richard Gere plays a reporter whose wife witnessed Mothman right before she dies. So then he finds himself randomly in Point Pleasant several years later with no clue how he got there. In the film, a bunch of locals experience premonitions of distant disasters and they talk about visitations of mysterious figure of a mysterious figure they call the Mothman. The film popularized the image of Mothman as the harbinger (laughs) of doom. (laughs) I just wanted to get through the paragraph. Marth man. I will only be referring to him now as Marth man. I love that. Have you guys seen that movie? Yeah. Bro, what a fucking letdown it was. It was bad. The only good thing that came out of that movie, in my opinion, listener, the outro song. The outro song is so fucking good. It's such a banger. It's called Half Light featuring... I'm probably going to say this wrong, and I, I'm sorry, but I think it's Tom and Dandy. Maybe it's Tom and Andy, but it's all one word. It's fantastic. I said Tom and Dandy. So did I. Yeah. Tom and Dandy. Yeah, see, that's, I was like, I don't know how to say it, but I'll just apologize beforehand and say what I think. I need to watch the movie, I guess. Yeah, it's you not don't. good. You don't it's have to watch good. it. It's not good. Okay, so just, I'll just Just listen forward. to the song, and you'll be like, yeah, I get it. And that's th- no, That gotta- song is the overall spookiness of the, sh- the movie, and it's... That's why I said Moth this this fucking guy, Mar Marfman, Marf he deserves Man. a new movie. A better one. Should it be Marf with yeah, F? Marfman and Guillermo del Toro should direct it. Oh Ooh, now we're getting somewhere. Have you watched the Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio? Anyone oh, on Netflix? No. Okay, I'm not gonna say anything. Y'all gotta yeah, watch no, it. Don't it's rated should PG. I? It shouldn't be. That's what you're be. telling me. You're vouching I- for it? Well it's rated PG and it shouldn't be? I think it should at least be PG thirteen. It's pretty spooky. I'm not interested anymore. It's um, not what I expected at all. I liked it. I I don't know what the original Pinocchio is. I've never seen anything Pinocchio, though, also. I can't. What the fuck is up with you and not watching classic Disney movies, dog? What's what's going on? No Toy Story. Now you're telling me you've never seen Pinocchio? I saw Lilo and Stitch for the first time at 27. Geez. Did you? I've never seen Wally growing up or something. No, I did. I just watched good things. Go- oh, oh wow you're gonna tell me toy story the toy story is a nationally treasured movie you are the minority in your stance i love yes. riling you up chris it's so easy listen no you I'm are here, the minority in this i'm here to defend this country okay and you are you are saying blasphemy right now okay have you been to disney so are you what? like, who the fuck's that? No, I mean, I know who characters are, some of them. <laughs> what movie's that from? Oh, okay. Dumbo? What movie's that? Have I you was going to say, I've never seen Dumbo, but I did ride on that ride. Oh, my There's God. There's a picture of me on that ride. Never seen it. Jesus. Oh, man. You know, the more I talk to you, the more things make sense. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. get that a lot. <laughs> I'll do the thing again. Every few years, I make a list on Facebook of a bunch of classic movies I've never seen, and I offend a bunch of people. I'll do it again. <laughs> She's like, "Don't! I'll do it again, <laughs> and I'll do it again." <laughs> I love doing it. It just pisses everyone off. Okay. What was the no, one from it. this year? What was the one? What from this year that everyone was like, "What?" I thought it was John Wick. Oh wait, a movie that I haven't seen this year that came out this year. No, that everyone was shocked that I haven't seen this yeah, year. They found out I haven't your seen post. It. Yeah. There was one that I was just like, I thought it was Toy Story. No, it was like a really famous, like, um, 
What's that one that I haven't seen? <laughs> um. Oh my god, I can see. I can see the cover. What does it look like? Share with the class. Um, well, um, one of them is Kill Bill. I've never seen Kill Bill. Um, it's the same person. Uma. Uma Thurman. Yeah. Um, another movie of hers. Are you talk? Uh, did she play? You talk? Not talking when she played Poison Ivy. Are you? No. The Batman. Batman? Um, not uh, the Batman. one where she's a superhero, my super ex girlfriend, or whatever. No, I've I've seen that. No, it's um, a classic. Oh, a classic. Oh man, I'm gonna be honest. I don't know much of Uma Uma's work. Pulp Fiction. Mmm, that is definitely a classic. Yep. Um, I've never seen the Mighty Ducks or any of those duck movies. That's that's okay. Someone was that's, talking about those one. That's time. fine. Yeah. Those are those are like cool at the time, but yeah. like nowadays, like nobody's life, nobody nobody's life was changed by seeing the Mighty Ducks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never seen anything people, Mad yeah. Max. That's um, that's fine. Never seen. I don't know. Literally, people will just name movies, and I've never seen most of them. I had never seen a single Quentin Tarantino film until I turned like twenty three. You know what? One of my favorite movies is that. You're gonna judge me for hmm. Waterworld. Waterworld. What is that? I've never heard of <laughs> that's that. That's your. F- that's one of your favorite movies. One of my favorite movies. Dude, that's what? like. I watched that's like it a so known much. Flop. Like no way. That movie was bad. But I can't really tell. I'm only reciting what I've heard. I have never watched it. Is it a oh. Quentin Tarantino film? No. Oh. No, it's got Kevin Costner in it though. Who's that? He's a fucking stud in the '80s. Why does that name sound familiar? That's Kevin not the same Costner? person as you, Kevin Bacon. I, uh, have you seen, was it Last of the Mohicans? <clears throat> nope, never. That was Kevin Cott. Really? That movie's yeah. really good. That's my mom's favorite movie. Yeah. It's always weird that these, yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to say that joke. I heard that joke today. <laughs> okay. Or you can cut that out if you'd like. <laughs> um, He's yeah, like no. the main guy in Yellowstone. What's Yellowstone? Oh, Is that dude, a movie? That, people have been telling me no. I gotta watch that show. Yeah, same here. No, I'll I'm just. I'll finish it when I finish Doom Patrol. We're going to make a list, all three of us, of some oh. really crazy movies that we've never seen. And next time, on mm. the next next episode, I'll read aloud people's lists. Okay. Chris so, won't be here to read his list. Sadly. Oh, he was in The Guardian. Unless Chris wants to record something and send it over and we'll, we'll put it in the episode. Sure. Let me know. Yeah. I, that, I mean, that's all, I'm, I'm only going to sign on to that if you get positive feedback from my appearance. If people don't like me, I'm not going <laughs> to keep coming back, you know? Not, oh, you'll come back whether we want you to or not. They want. If it's if me isn't the thing, then don't give it to them. Okay. You know. Um. So moving on from the movie, we could have an easy convert. Honestly, the reason that we don't have a podcast dedicated to movie talk and movie world is beyond me because Corey would just piss himself with excitement every day. Well, that's the problem is he Corey can't be piss himself with excitement. He'd be like a dog. Um, I'd be I'd be hard pressed to find to make a list of movies I haven't watched just because I mainly just consume. Uh, we watch a lot of movies. Okay, but see that's yeah. the thing too. I feel like I'm a cinephile. I've seen a lot of movies that people say they've never seen, but I have not seen a lot of really common movies is my problem, I feel like. And I will say from I would I, w- I went like 5 years without even once going to a movie theater because there was just not a single movie that was coming out that I really deemed 
necessary to see. No, I went That's to the impressive. movies all the time. Five whole years, five Something seasons like of not movies that just didn't tickle your fancy, huh? And I'm okay. Maybe I went like one once a year, if that. But I don't think I don't think I ever went more than once a year. I mean, I, also, I haven't been to the theater a lot, not as much as I used to. After since the pandemic, it's been a lot different. But also, especially this year, they're like this last half of the year. There just haven't been a lot of movies I wanted to see. No, Violent um, Night's great. Go see it. Violent Night, yes. the one with David Harbor. Yeah, it's a good one. Do I have to go see it or can I watch it at home? No, you can watch it at you home. You can, yeah. Be okay, illegal. Cool. Download it or something. Go crazy. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm all, the reason, I don't know. I, I have this thing that I do when I go to the movie theater is that I go to Taco Bell first and then I take Taco Bell into the theater with me because Taco I just Bell's like Taco amazing. Bell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've done that with Pizza Hut with their like Ooh, cinnamon nice. sticks. Um, my favorite mm-hmm. theater closed down during the pandemic and it was such a bummer because it was Rip. called IPIC and it was up mm. in Bolingbrook and they had a full bar. They had a full like arcade inside it. They had pool tables and everything. Oh, damn. And then they all had like super bougie seating and each theater only had like 20 to 30 seats. Ooh. And they were almost all IMAX like style screens. Yeah. But they also had a button where you could just press it on your seat and you could order food during <gasps> the previews and stuff like that and things. Shut and the they would bring up. you your food and they would give you a tray and everything. And they had like a full on little oh, menu. Can do you can and do it was that now. Delicious. What? You can order yeah. food to your seat? Yeah. I didn't but think through you who? Got... AMC? No, it's uh, a Celebration Cinema. Oh. In Benton Harbor. Oh. Oh. I was gonna I'm say t- I'm part of I AMC thought you meant it like everywhere. There's no, only a few yeah. places that do I it. That's too. the problem. Yeah, I want more. I'm just proud you can drink alcohol in theaters these days. I uh, my local theater has ruined me um, just because it's got those nice leather reclining seats. Yes, you know, whatever. I am now, 100% spoiled. Yep, is your local the same as like, our local? Hey, you want to go to the movie theater? And I'm like, sure. And then we get there, and it's just the the basic foldy spring seats. I'm like, I can't do it. I'm gonna hate every minute of this movie. Yeah, yep. I can't do it. My mom <laughs> likes that one because she thinks it looks like an airport because of the cool glass in front of it. And I'm like, mom, oh, really? the one on the other side of town has better seats. Let's do it. And she's like, uh, it's so far. It's on the other side of town. Who cares? It's not mom. so far. Mother. <laughs> Give me your mom's number. I'll 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 tell her. Like, no, because hey, Nick relax. Dameron already told me he's going to become my stepdad one time and asked me for oh. my mom's number. So now my mom's off limits to people. My mom's <laughs> off limits. <laughs> I got one of my friends' mom, one of my friends' moms to tell me that cougars think I'm very attractive. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. That's sweet. Too bad. That's all just words. Nobody's fucking talking to me. <laughs> I could see you being a guy that chases cougars. I don't chase anything. <laughs> just saying if you did okay back to the whole past past everything that we just talked about back to the man the moth the moth man the legend (laughs) (laughs) moth man yes moth math man so for the sightings of actual moth man they declined since the 1960s every so often though some sightings emerge in 2016 a man who just moved to point pleasant said he spotted a mysterious creature jumping from tree to tree he claimed to local reporters that he was unaware of the local legends of Mothman, though. WCHS-TV published a photo that was taken by the man while he was driving out on Route 2. It, you can't see much. It's pretty dark. But he says that that creature that you can see, it kind of looks like a bird. I'll be real. He said, that's not a bird. That's a Mothman. That's exactly how Always he said Southern. it, too. 
<laughs> Always <laughs> Southern. <laughs> Everything's Southern. <laughs> a science writer, Sharon A. Hill, proposed that the photo showed a bird, perhaps an owl, carrying a frog or a snake away. And that's what accounted for the odd shape. She mm. also wrote... There is zero reason to suspect it is it is the Mothman as described in legend. There are many far more reasonable explanations. Basically, uh, she just said, <laughs> "What's that dude's name?" Did oh, they they didn't give a name. I say if they had a name, it'd be like so. Eric is an idiot, and it's just a bird carrying a snake. It's not Mothman. He doesn't understand how birds eat. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> According to the University of Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Hell yeah. Chicago. A, a psychologist. What if we went, we went uh, uh, Chicago? Chicago. 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 A psychologist named David A. Gallo said there was 55 sightings of Mothman in Chicago during 2017 near the Chicago O'Hare Airport. Chicago has had a steady stream of winged humanoid creature reportings since 2011. But in 2017, it reached an all-time high. There were sightings that were anonymously reported from airplane hangars and in the sky around the airport. I remember that. No shit. I was, like, low-key excited about Mothman in Chicago. Sorry. Chicago. I was getting weekly <laughs> updates from this podcast I listened to. It did make me a little more anxious than usual about visiting Chicago. Um, I was flying a lot. Around that time. Yeah, same. And I only flew out of Chicago. Yeah, me too. O'Hare. And I never. In 2019, I flew out of Chicago and we thought we saw something out of our airplane, but not like that. We just thought we saw something, but we couldn't figure out what it was because it was it was really big. It almost looked like a private jet or something, but it looked all black. We thought it was a military something, but we didn't mm. think it was. Uh, but we couldn't figure it out because it was really high up and it was also traveling about the same speed as us. But it was also storming out. So we don't know if something was just like it shadow. looked off because of a shadow and it was another plane. Because also our plane got struck by lightning and we had to make an emergency landing. And I was one of three civilians on the entire plane. It was a plane of military personnel coming home. And we had to sign a paper to be allowed on the plane and everything because it was a military registered plane and stuff. I just accidentally hmm. booked it, apparently. And then I got made fun of not knowing that it was going to be a military plane. But I showed up wearing leggings and they were army print leggings. <laughs> <laughs> and I always use military time and everyone had something to say about that on the plane. Hmm. Everyone. <laughs> and the power went out during the flight. It was pretty cool. It was a cool flight. I cried. Sounds exciting. <laughs> it wasn't. OK, I'll go fuck myself. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let's finish this before you go fuck yourself, though, first, right? Chris! What? You said it. Chris! <laughs> now, I've mentioned that Mothman has been said to be an omen or a herald or, like, as Chris says, the harbinger of doom. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. teaches people of impending disasters. The most commonly one talked about was the bridge incident that we discussed, but there are a lot of others, and they say that he you know, visited all of these and that he was the omen, right? Okay, so here is a rundown of a lot of them. I'm just going to give like a one or two sentence summary and just try and run through them really fast in chronological order. Okay. In 1978, a mine in Freiburg, Germany, a Mothman-like creature scared miners away and then it collapsed. So that one kind of sounds like a harbinger of good, I will say. Yeah, he, yeah. he sounded like he was looking out for those dudes. He's a hero. 
1986, the Chernobyl disaster occurred, and it is arguably the worst nuclear disaster in modern times. But this event is said to have been haunted by a creature in the facilities, and a lot of the plant workers and residents in the nearby town of Pripyat, Pripyat, sorry, reported seeing a strange bird-like figure with red eyes in the air above the town days leading up to the tragedy. Now, I watched the movie Chernobyl with Jesse McCartney, and there was nothing about Mothman in this, so I don't know if I trust that one. Yeah, he wasn't even in the HBO series either. Super credible. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Did you Um, see the HBO series of Chernobyl? Yeah, I actually did. So good. I just liked my Jesse McCartney. Do you know you can tour that place now? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the nuclear fizzing levels are like below the red level, and they're now orange. But only certain areas. There are spots where the yeah. nuclear reactions are still too high and you can't visit. I would do it. I know you I'm would. stupid. Because I'm stupid. <laughs> I don't have a regard for my life. It's just cool. You know, it's tragedy is, even though it is tragic, it is also kind of Well, I want to do it historic. Yeah, I want to like learn about it and I want to see what it's like. Yeah, I want to feel what it feels like to be there. That's always my yes. curiosity is going to these places where something like a magnus opus of uh, human history has happened here. Like those places have like a like a feeling, like a, a an mm-hmm. emotional weight. Like, to Osh- them. like yeah, Auschwitz. I was going to yeah. say, like, would you travel a concentration camp and stuff? Yeah. I want to go to Ground Zero in New York sometime. Oh, oh, yeah, me yes. too. Yeah. Same. So, like, it's, and again, like, it's one to, like, kind of pay respect, but also to, like, be in that spot I where mean, this, this thing happened. It's, it feels, it feels like it'd be really powerful. You, I, it was a random episode, really random. I talked about it one time in the past, but I did do something very similar, uh, only about a month and a half after Hurricane Katrina hit, mm-hmm. I went and I toured the areas where it hit and I was watching people still shoveling out things. And mm-hmm. we saw um, we saw two dead bodies floating in river uh, rivers that were running through town streets. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, it was it, the most eye opening experience you'll ever experience because it makes you feel stuff just like you said. Yeah. So. In 2001, there were two Mothman sightings, which is very close to what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Weird, Synchronicities. but it was taken and there were pictures taken that supposedly you can see the Mothman in New York before the events of 9-11. And witnesses reported seeing a large crane-like figure in the vicinity of the towers five days prior to the attacks. Now, I'm going to go on record here to say that uh we're not going to blame 9-11 on my moth on my colleague mr mothman okay we all know (laughs) george bush did 9-11 okay let's not let's not point fingers at the wrong guy here well apparently they were in cahoots then because mothy had something to do with mothy in 2004 the boxing day tsunami also called the sumatra anadam and and then man earthquake andaman fine (laughs) fine i don't know how to say it either I'm i'm just guessing it was a magnitude nine earthquake that led to a tsunami near the Indian Ocean. The event killed an estimated 227,898 people in an area that was over 14 countries. And That's pe- fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> That's insane. That's so That's many people. Yeah. yeah. And people claimed that they saw Mothman not long before that event. In 2007, there were multiple sightings in a completely unexpected Minnesota before a completely unexpected Minnesota bridge collapse that killed 13 people. 
In 2009, the residents of Lawanta, Lawn, fuck, <laughs> Lawanta Guerrero had reported Guerrero. a. Oh my god! So, is that what it is? I yeah. mean, Guerrero. We're really Guerrero. white, so Guerrero. 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 It sounds like that chocolate. <laughs> Ferrero, Ferrero Rocher. Is that what you're talking about? That's a totally different language. <laughs> But as I'm saying it in my white person voice, I can't do it. Listen, I'm a white person too, okay? I'm just bad. I can make things sound Southern. I just can't do anything else. That's, I just can't do anything that, else. That ain't even that ain't even impressive as a white person. I think everybody can do a, a pretty impressive Southern accent. No, Kylie nope. cannot. And I actually, I, I don't do it time. by accident. Or I don't do it by force. It comes out by accident. Oh, you're like that girl. You're like Jane from uh, Doom Patrol. Got a bunch of different personalities in you. No! No? She no. got different accents? No, I got one. I got no, I got one. <laughs> I got one. <laughs> I just I only got one. It's not, it's not Jane level yet. Okay, have now. Hope. Oh God, I hope not. Well, so in 2009 in Guerrero, 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 Guerrero. roll your R's. <laughs> I can't roll the R's. <laughs> All right. What did they I'm so report? embarrassed right now. <laughs> they reported sightings of Mothman shortly before the Mexican swine flu outbreak. Yikes. In 2011, the Tohoku earthquake, and I did look that up, and people pronounced it Tohoku, not Tohoku, which is how I would say it. Yeah. That's what I would have guessed, yeah. Um, but when I was watching a news report, like multiple news reporters said Tohoku, so I'm going to go mm, with okay. it. All right. Tohoku earthquake and, and tsunami was a magnitude level nine earthquake again, which led to a tsunami and it destroyed the coastal Tohoku region and the country's eastern coast, which led to another issue. The Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant was so badly damaged that it turned into a nuclear meltdown and it poisoned the environment, the animals and the people in the area. So in February, before this attack happened, a witness claims that they cited the only thing that they could, you know, talk about being Mothman in that area. That's a pretty wild thing. That's wild that an earthquake led to a tsunami, which led to a nuclear power plant. Yeah, that one's big. Up. That one's that's that so one's many big. things. That's a domino I'm, effect for sure. So I'm I'm not a like a, an earth expert by any means, but I think that's is what causes tsunamis is an earthquake, earthquake. Under, in the ocean yeah and when the plates separate it causes a major shift in the water which causes a tsunami again i'm not an expert that i'm i'm pro i might be wrong but i think that i don't i don't think it was like an earthquake well it might be i don't know maybe i'm talking out of my ass maybe i should have no i think you're right mm -hmm. i just think that it's explained that way because not all earthquakes cause tsunamis but tsunamis are always caused by earthquakes yes ah, if that makes sense okay that's does fair. that make sense no yeah 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 that makes that makes sense which as a kid i just thought tsunamis just like magically occurred when animals were pissed off in the ocean because pokemon taught me that <laughs> it was uh yeah one of the whales used tail splash and it caused a tsunami for sure no I, it I, was I, tentacruel and he got mad and he flipped his fucking legs his little leggy things is tentacruel that big uh, he was Maybe as I big as the city in japan is big don't look at me yeah, i don't know he was big <laughs> I'll send you the episode. It's crazy. I've talked about it before. <laughs> Tentacruel deserves more respect because I think he's one of the coolest original one. I, I, even to this day, I think he's still one of the coolest Pokemon to be made because he looks like a real monster. 
Hmm. Okay, that's a good reason. In the new games, though, he is actually a um, a mushroom, and he is called Toad Cruel. That's stupid. I hate it. <laughs> I need what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Mothman sightings have been associated with two other cryptids, the gigantic Thunderbirds and the gray bodies and with gray bodies and red heads. Okay. The gigantic Thunderbirds are these things, right? They have gray bodies. They have red heads and they're big birds. Literally big birds, right? Okay. They had me at red heads, but lost me at big birds. <laughs> they were you sighted. Like that joke? Hell yeah. That, that was a good one. They were sighted in the same area at the same time with a few witnesses. And then the other cryptid that people think it could be is Owlman. <laughs> what is this, a B-list fucking Batman villain? What the hell is Owlman? Owlman is an identical creature with big wings and red eyes. He was sighted in Cornwall, England in 1976. You know, I'm not surprised England has some stupid thing called Owlman. And that's like 10 years later because it was 1966 in the original. Okay. Damn. Brits. <laughs> Jan Harold Brinvland, an American folklorist, researchist, and writer, public speaker, person, spoke out about Mothman. He believed that there are connections between Mothman and UFOs, which kind of goes with what everyone says because everyone says they go with men in black. Mm -hmm. Men in black are ETs, ETs, everything. You know, that all makes sense. All right. Joe Nickel, who's an American skeptic and investigator to the paranormal, he says that a number of hoaxes followed the publicity generated by the original reports, such as a group of construction workers who tied flashlights to helium balloons. And so that's what like people saw. And Nickel attributes the Mothman stories to sightings of uh, barred owls, suggesting that Mothman glowing eyes were actually red light effects caused from the reflections of lights from flashlights or other bright light sources, and it caused red eyes. American skeptic may be the dumbest accolade I've ever heard. Hi, I'm Joe. I don't believe things. Sit down. I'd say your skepticism ain't worth a plug nickel. <laughs> See what I did there? I made fun of your name, dummy. <laughs> Plug nickel. I had to look it up. It means it's worthless. I know it's I, I know I know it's an antiquated <laughs> phrase, but I had to make the joke work. So deal with it. Accolade is one of my favorite words. Thank you for using it. It's a great word. But I like how he's like, yeah, no, it's actually uh, the red eye effect is caused by a reflection of light. The flashlights. What? Really? Really? But like, I feel like I don't see red glowing when I use a flashlight. If I Kylie has bright blue eyes and if you use I a actually flash, have gray eyes, but it's fine. Oh, okay, they're blue. If they're you, gray. <laughs> they're so blue. It's insane. They're gray. They're so blue. So this blue-eyed bitch next to me. They're gray. No name. They're gray. If I shine, if I take a flash photo, her eyes could probably turn reddish tone because she has pale eyes. That's what happens. But if I shine a flashlight on her eyes right now, they're not going to turn fucking red and glow. That's not how. It works. I also would say that is not how it works. Mm -mm. I just don't think that um, flashlights are the solution to this. Well, and flashlights aren't always around when people see things. Well, I get it that so some people are like, okay, well, if it's not flashlights, it's the car headlights. You know, he's trying to say there's always a light source. But what about the men that were digging in the graves? Did they have flashlights? No. They were digging graves. They had shovels. 
Well, they might have I mean, had like it, a lantern was, or something. Well, there was, there was nighttime, lights they there. They absolutely had. <laughs> they absolutely had yeah. lights. No, they probably had lanterns or something that was just stationary, sitting on the ground. They probably didn't. That's what I mean. You're not sixty six. They have. They weren't using lanterns in nineteen sixty six, were they? In a graveyard, probably. Do you I think they really had? What nineteen sixty six? That was the doors. The era of the doors. Like they weren't using lanterns. In a graveyard? You think they just had big old fucking street lamps in a graveyard in the 60s? No, not street lamps, but I bet you they had some of those... You guys have grandpas, right? Remember those big obnoxious flashlights they used to have? They probably had one of those. It's like huge and silver. mm -hmm. But they weren't able to hold that if they're sitting there digging in grave because they're holding all their stuff. So I'm saying they had stuff sitting on the ground. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I mean, they probably saw the eyes and then grabbed their flashlights to turn them, right? As one would do to double check and make sure that the horror that you were act you think you saw you actually saw because that's the thing white people like to do we like to make sure that that thing is gonna kill us <laughs> you're not wrong so the next person was a man named robert smith from the cure N- no i wish Damn. um he was an associate professor of wildlife biology at west virginia university He told reporters that descriptions and sightings all fit the same creature, a sandhill crane. It is a large American crane, almost as tall as men, as a man, sorry, with seven foot wingspan featuring circles of reddish coloring around his eyes. Oh, it's the same fucking thing that they blamed Spring Hill Jack on and the Jersey Devil. Right. Fucking birds, man. They're not real. How many times do we have to tell you this? I, I, I know. I know that. These I fucking don't, people. Come I don't on, Robert Smith. So the bird may have wandered out of its migration route, and therefore it was unrecognized at first because it was not native to the region. Some people hypothesized that the crane was potentially like deformed if it resided in the TNT area. And that's why people thought it also like wobbled when it walked and why it was kind of off and why it looked weird. Hmm. The Chernobyl bird. (laughs) Some pseudoscience adherents such as ufologists, paranormal authors, and some cryptozoologists had claimed that Mothman was an alien in the 1970s. I think that's plausible for sure. He's just like a skinwalker. He just crawled out of something on the side of the planet and he's here now. On the side Inter- of the planet. Yeah. Interdimensional yeah. is what I think a lot of people get hung up. Well, not get hung up on, but that's when you lose them. Because you're like, well, what's a cryptid? Like, well, a lot of theories now are suggesting that they're just interdimensional creatures. They're not from here. Something happened where they... Slip happened through. to yeah they slip through yeah because there's the same thing with bigfoot there's a lot of a uh, ufo and bigfoot pairings and they so, think that there's might be some kind of connection that's why i believe that and because literally in skinwalker we talked about that when the guy said he saw the thing crawl out of the hole and everything mm-hmm. and he very very aggressively talked about it but also because um I think it's became almost like a tulpa to believe these things and Mm -hmm. that we have believed so hard that they are almost like summoned here and they're crawling through because they think we're summoning them. We're manifesting them. Yeah. Yeah. That or who even knows, maybe it's even something crazier like uh, uh, like our collective psychic thought 
produces an energy which is maybe some kind of like sustenance to them and they sniff it out and they puncture through and then us all of our fear and believing in it makes them terrorize us yeah kind of 100 miles an hour kind of pacific remy but i believe it i believe Mm. that that's the most credible so far plausible so in the 1975 book that Keel wrote, remember we talked about it earlier, he claimed the Point Pleasant residents experienced the men in black in a new form and visits from the inhuman creatures. And these visits were warning them of events like the Silver Bridge collapse to foreshadow and warn them. And so he's basing like that Mothman is working for the men in black and everything. And that the men in black are working for something alien. So it's kind of just like a chain of command here. He says the phenomenon phenomena were said to be alien related, but there's just no way to like correctly prove it. So now that you guys know who Mothman is, here are some things you might not know about Mothman. Hell yeah. I love learning. Well, Chris, you might know all this already because you know a lot about Mothman, but I'm hoping that I can stump you on something. So I mentioned there's a festival, right? Okay, so at the very, very beginning, Kylie said something about a festival. Now, way back when in our Krampus episode, we talked about how Krampus has a festival. Well, Mothman has a like super wicked cool festival and it's an experience that everyone should uh, go to at least once in their life. I think we should go. I want to go, but it's every single year on my girlfriend's birthday. Uh, we'll make it up to her. your girlfriend, obviously. No, we'll make it up to her. problem here, We'll make it up to her. We'll do something. We'll do something for her. So Point Pleasant held its first annual Mothman Festival in 2002. The Mothman Festival began after brainstorming creative ways for people to visit Point Pleasant. So the group organized this event to choose uh, Mothman being the center of the festival due to the uniqueness of him and as a way to celebrate his legacy in the town. Yay, tragedy. Nothing brings people together like trauma. So according to the event organizer, Jeff Wamsley, the average... <laughs> that's, that's a dumb a name. name. <laughs> Wamsley. Wamsley. I was like, that's if stupid. I just say it fast enough, they're not going to come no. out. I can do this. No. That's no, <laughs> not you know, how this works. <laughs> when I read through it, I didn't even... It didn't even didn't even catch me but as soon as you said it i said that sounds dumb let's i was like well i got the average and i was like yes i fucking did it i got it and then you both did it i was like damn it i didn't do it sorry jeff (laughs) so jeff wamsley the average attendance for the mothman festival is an estimated 10 to 12 thousand people per year hell yeah there is a 12 foot tall metallic statue of the creature created by the artist and sculptor bob roach and it was unveiled in 2003 during one of the uh, Mothman festivals. There is a Mothman Museum and Research Center. It is pretty much actually when you do the event, the last like where you end up at the end of the festival is in front of the doors of that. So you can just go in. It's five dollars oh, nice. to go into it. It's fucking so cool. I've looked into it so many fucking times. There is a whole section about men in black, about aliens, about Mary Hire. There's things that are original from back in the 1960s. There's original news clippings. There's like original um, showings of like um, like little video clips of real interviews from back then and stuff. Hmm. It's oh, so yeah, fucking like cool. From news from 1966 or whatever. Yes. And you can see the statue and then you can also get all the memorabilia of the statue and everything else. That's pretty sweet. That's pretty sweet. 
I set you up to talk about the statue. Oh yeah, that's right. Sorry, I got, I got. Honestly, dude, I got was, really into what you were saying, and I was yeah. like, oh, dude, that sounds really cool. And I started like picturing myself there, and then I forgot. Uh, that's my bad. I shouldn't have hit my pen. Anyways, yeah. So about that statue, though, bro, that statue is fucking thick, dude. They gave my man some cake out here. So. This is the unfortunate thing. This joke would have been funnier, at least for you guys, had we done this on the day we had originally done it, because it was actually Thursday, and I was really, I was really banking on that extra giggle. But now it just says he was out here double cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. But they'll it hear it on a all. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now it's a <laughs> double cheeked up on a, a Sunday night. So. The festival is held on the third weekend every September, and it has guest speakers, vendor exhibits, pancake eating contests. Okay, what? How does that fit? <laughs> they look like Mothman when you get no. the first stack. They have like Nuh-uh. a little whipped cream Mothman and stuff in some of the pictures I've seen. Not all of them, but yeah. And they have little red sprinkles for the eyes. That's I've only pop- seen that on some of them, but yeah, I think that's why. So can I make a, um, what's a plea? A plea is the word I would like to use. I would like to make a plea that we all saves up some money and we fucking go to this thing. So it's a five hour drive there and a five hour drive back. And if you stay 30 minutes away in the neighboring town and you just go visit it and Mm -hmm. you have two to five people and you get an Airbnb that can host two to five people, it is literally only like not even a thousand dollars per person and that's if you eat out every meal you stay for four days everyone chips in for gas you take one vehicle and if you go to the festival and the museum i already have it all planned <laughs> so boom there's there's no legwork involved you've already yeah. done everything so what's I've, stopping us bro i just want to go because it's not september yet i have to wait we'll again to wait until september we'll go and then you no, come I'm just back gonna and force be like her to hey come. I was just kidding. You just She's, play it off as a joke. I'm just going to tell her I already signed her up for the pancake eating contest. She loves food. Oh, there we go. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just force <laughs> yeah, her into love doing anything. Yeah. So there's also hayride tours of local oh, notable. Less, dude. <laughs> they show you like the places that they think they've seen him and also just show you around the town. And that's okay. the thing that I was talking about where like when it ends, you're in front of the statue and in front of the museum. Mm. it's so fucking cool and that's how i actually found out about that phrase like the history where history meets mystery is because when i was looking up all their stuff when you go to their like page and Mm. you start looking at stuff it says like come to the museum where you can really learn about it all it's a place where history meets mystery and i was like ah that's such a good tagline bro whoever (laughs) wrote that i hope they got a raise well i want I I have literally planned some of our merch like that's what Kylie and I do for fun. Mm-hmm. And originally one of our things that I have made is I made a picture of Mothman and he's eating a bowl of soup and it says, mmm, good soup. <laughs> <laughs> mm, good soup. <laughs> but then I was like, oh, my gosh, we should do another one and have like other cryptids all hanging out. And it say like like maybe sitting around a dinner table or like all in a van, like how people have like serial killers in a van and stuff. But we could do cryptids in a van or something. And it could say like. The history before the mystery, because I say that in like 90 percent of our episodes. And then I was like, oh, my God, that's their catchphrase. Maybe I'll find some merch that has that. They didn't put it on anything. Nothing. Um, If it's not trademarked, fucking grab that. Grab <laughs> that up, dude. So if they want to do if you snooze, you lose. Take it from them. 
Well, it's not the same either. So it's even not if it was, the same, yeah, yeah. But yeah. But this way, if you'd get it first, and like then they go through and f- like actually tag that, they couldn't na- even they try. couldn't nip at you and be like, oh. It's too, it's similar. It's like, yeah, but we were here first. So if we wanted to bitch, it'd be you who took from us because our stuff has been legalized before yours. So that's what I'll, I would do. I'll show, I'll show you my, my Mothman good soup later, Chris. You'll be impressed. It's very cute. <laughs> it is very cute. Did you show it to me the last time I was there? Maybe. When I went in your room? Maybe or maybe I didn't. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't either. I don't know what you're talking. I don't really remember what you're. Like- I showed you the cards, the trading cards yes. that I have. That's it. I think. So. Oh, okay. So, Is it soup soup? Like no, edible soup? Ca- Christopher, I'll just fucking show you later. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so curious though. <laughs> it's a picture I drew with a Mothman oh, eating soup. Okay. That's totally we want to turn it into a sticker expecting. or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my God. You're so difficult sometimes, boy. Listen. Okay. I, you I'm listen, flying. Linda. I keep things Listen, exciting. Linda. So never a dull moment with me. Sorry. <laughs> so earlier, Chris brought up the concept of like Owlman being a, a bad villain name. So funny story here. Batman, you know, that guy, the man, the bat, the Batman. Well, he had a villain that he was fighting called Killer Moth. And people think that this is part of the term Mothman, like where it came from. So in the 60s, when this was being cited, the Batman TV series was really popular. Oh, yeah. So people were aware of the characters and the villains in the show, and they were talking about it all the time. And Killer Moth was one of the newest characters around that time. And in the Batman universe and in DC and everything. So he wasn't featured in the actual show, but Killer Moth was a supervillain that appeared in the comics as one of the arch nemesis of Batman. And he was like the new thing. Right. So people were like, oh, my gosh, like they're talking about him because they're wondering if he's going to ever appear in the show. So he's like a hot topic to com- converse about. Well, like Batman, he has no superpowers and he relies on technical equipment, including a Mothmobile. <laughs> That's dumb. <laughs> that is so I can't even I can't even picture how dumb that looks. <laughs> And he uses tools that would make him super crafty. So with that being the case, people are wondering if like that's where the term Mothman like really started to come about. Now, if you look up Killer Moth, it looks nothing like what Mothman looks like, though. So I don't really still know where the translation is, but it's what people think. But a lot of people know who Killer Moth is because he's now featured in the Lego Batman games. Wow. I hope Mothman knows what a flex that is. Batman is kind of a badass entirely a badass yes mm-hmm. and robbie p is not bad to look at as the batman either absolutely <laughs> god i love him another big time uh when like the mothman lore resurge was when the game fallout 76 came about because he was featured in the game i didn't know that uh, but i also didn't play any i didn't play when? a single minute of any of the fallout games a side mission huh yeah damn so I mean, oh, well okay that's fair um so like this whole time we've been talking about Mothman and everything else under the face of the sun because we can't stay on track. But we've been talking about like the curse, right? And like, or like I've been talking about how he's a curse. He's like a bad omen. He's this bad thing, right? Okay. Okay. There's like this big thing that I haven't talked about yet. 
And the reason why they think Mothman is a harbinger of doom and a bad guy and this omen is because there's a curse on the land and the area. And it's called the Curse of Chief Cornstalk. And it's part of West Virginian story, history, lore, mystery, and all that. And people link it to Mothman. Cue the eerie background music. Chief Cornstalk. (laughs) Did I not say Chief Cornstalk? Oh, you did. Oh, okay. But it's weird. (laughs) It's gone. It was was funny for me to go, cue the eerie background music, and then you go, Chief Chief (laughs) Cornstalk. Because that was not the background music. It's not spooky. It's not spooky. Chief (laughs) Cornstalk sounds kind of cool. So two centuries before Mothman rumors came about in the land around the Ohio River, there was a different event that was said to leave the land haunted. And I am trying so hard to make this make sense and be short, you guys. When I read this, it was about like if I tried to tell you the story in the terms they did, it would take me like another two and a half hours. So I'm trying to make this short. But keep in mind, I'm obviously glazing over so much stuff we crispy cream in it baby because i'm glazing yes, yes. Uh-huh. that took yeah. me a minute <laughs> congrats girls i'm glad you <laughs> we had to explain uh, thanks for not making me have to explain that one appreciate it <laughs> so the southeastern corner of ohio and the areas of west virginia are considered to be some of the most haunted areas in the country of the united states so history before the mystery time let's get into it The American frontiersmen began to move west in the 1770s to take over the land of the Seven Nations, which was, and I'm trying my hardest to pronounce all these correctly, the Shawnee, the Delaware, the Wandit, Wyandot, the the Mingo, the Miami, the Ottawa, and the Illinois. These tribes together formed a confederacy to keep the white men from infringing on their territory. The Shawnee were the most powerful of the tribes and were led by a feared and respectful chief named Ketua, which translates to cornstalk. So he was chief cornstalk. I used to smoke that shit from a cornstalk back in 09. Oh, you said Ketua. I only heard the K2 part. Sorry, I'm over here having flashbacks. What is K2? <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you asked. This is a great teachable moment. <laughs> So back in the early 2000s, weed was not legal in most of the country. So what instead they did was they took this stuff called Damiana leaf and they would spray it with this chemical called JWH018. At least that was the common chemical component for a while until they banned it. And what they would do is they'd put it in these little packages, you would smoke it, and it would get you insanely high. I had never had a panic attack before until I started smoking that shit. Yeah, it it got really bad. People were just taking like the raw chemical that JWHO18 that I was talking about, and they were smoking it on a foil like you would methamphetamines and dying. It was really it was really crazy. It made um, a lot of people ate up. For wow. some reason, I thought you were going to say it's medical marijuana. It is not. No, no, I'm no, now no learning. It was a synthetic weed that was sold back in the day. Hmm, that's wild. Yeah. I think South People Park did an episode about that. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, South Park did an episode about this. I know what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. <laughs> Oh, Moving on. Yeah, that, shit, that shit ruined a couple people. Like I know it messed up their wow. brain real bad. Hmm. Yikes! So yeah, dangerous um, stuff. 
Wow. Thanks for teaching There's us. There's no hope in dope, kids. Remember that. <laughs> In 1774, the white settlers were moving down into the valleys. The Indian Confederacy then was preparing to protect their lands. The seven nations began to make preparations to attack the white settlers near an area called Point Pleasant. As word had reached the military uh, leaders of the impending attacks, the troops were sent in. So the Native Americans were no match for the muskets of the soldiers. So after a bunch of deaths, they the tribes all started to retreat westward. Because they didn't know that the Americans had guns. They thought it was a fair battle, but it clearly wasn't, right? Typical white man <sighs> playing tricks to, to, to uh, steal land. Yep. As time passed, Chief Cornstalk had made peace with the white men, but tensions were high and eventually there was a revolt and it caused a lot of issues. So two of the main leaders of the like tribes, which was Cornstalk and Red Hawk, were taken as hostages. Now, this is kind of controversial because some people say they were like kind of chill about being taken. Like they kind of did it on purpose and they were treated kind of well because mm-hmm. they were like, OK, like, you know, like it'll give us a a, a, a time to work on a treaty. But then mm. other people are like, you wouldn't willingly be taken a hostage and leave your troops or your tribes with no leader. So no, that's not what happened. So that is one part that's uh. up for debate in this story. But anyways, they were taken as hostages. The Americans believed that they could use these two leaders to keep the tribes from attacking because they're like, well, don't attack because we have your leaders. So they forced the Native Americans into a standoff and none of them wanted to risk their risk the lives of their, their leaders by attacking. So no one was willing to attack. But the following day, gunfire was heard from outside the walls of the fort coming from the direction of the Kanawha River. When men went out, the when the white men went out to investigate, they discovered that two of the soldiers who had left the stockade to hunt deer had been ambushed. So the soldiers bloody one of the soldiers died and he was a super bloody corpse at this point. And then the other guy returned also and he was hurt, but he was not dead. Okay, so they returned to the fort and the soldiers were super pissed because they're like they did this on purpose. They saw us like leaving and they knew that they could attack us and ambush us. So we're pissed off now. So they acted against orders. They broke into the quarters where Cornstalk and some other Indians were now also being held in this area, apparently. I don't know when they had more people join um, Red Hawk and Cornstalk, but apparently there was like quite a few people in the, the quarters that they were. Well, so they decided they were going to execute all of them as a revenge. Not to play devil's advocate here, but being part of an angry mob is pretty fun. The, the the problem is most mobs tend to get carried away. Rest in peace, Cornstalk. Well, so they, they killed all the other people first, and then they saved Red Hawk and Cornstalk for last. And Chief Cornstalk ended up being shot eight times before he fell to the floor. And as yeah, he like laid... Yeah. So then they ended up like setting the place on fire or something so as he started laying down on the floor like dying laying there okay it started to fill up with smoke and he said that he started to talk and he was saying a legendary curse and he said it against the the pretty much the white men being like you let me come here against like all odds saying that things were going to end well and look at how we're treated. This is your fault. This wouldn't have happened. We could have came to an agreement. This is your fault. So he cursed them and he cursed the land. Okay. After that happened and the curse happened and he died, 
the bodies of any of the the Indians that were not the two leaders were just taken and dumped into the river. Very, very disrespectful. And that's not something you should ever fucking do. Right. Especially with people that are prone to cursing you as they just did. If you're going to kill somebody, you got to put them in a barrel and leave them in the woods. That's not in the river. (laughs) Come on, bro. What what is this? Amateur hour. (laughs) So they ended up burying Chief Cornstalk's corpse near a fort in Point Pleasant. But that's not the end of it, of course, because why would it end there? So in 1794, the town of Point Pleasant became established near an old fort. Yeah, you see where I'm going here, right? In 1840, the chief's bones were removed from their burial space. Okay. Again, if you okay. ever watch Supernatural, you know that that's not something you do. Or if you just have common sense, actually. Let's let's just say that. You usually just don't want to move bones from a burial site. Yeah. Unless you're like Lanier. You should have dug up those bones and replaced them. You shouldn't have filled them with fucking water. We won't go there. <sighs> also available in the archives, part one and two. <laughs> so in the late 1950s, a new courthouse was built in Point Pleasant. And the chief's remains, which at this point were only three teeth and about 15 random pieces of bone, were placed in an aluminum box and put in the town's park. What the fuck? They an keep them in a box, box at a park? Have these idiots never seen Poltergeist? Why is our town cursed and or haunted? Because you don't build <laughs> on an Indian burial site, you friggin' idiots. With S- aluminum. <laughs> like what? <laughs> and the aluminum. <laughs> like, it's it was disrespect on top of disrespect. So they built the town of Point Pleasant on top of this area, right? So the curse is said to affect mostly the area of Ohio and West Virginia. In 1907, the worst coal mine disaster in American history took place in Monaga. 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 It's in West Virginia, and it took place on December 6th when 310 miners were killed. That's now, a big number. I would like to say, side note, no one saw Mothman that time. Yeah. Where was the Harbinger of Doom all of a sudden? Hmm? Well... Was he on vacation? It was before his time. That's what I'm saying. But I mean, this was when also, the curse was still in there. Let, we hadn't if summoned there it. were 310 miners that were killed, I'm going to assume that's all the miners. And it sounds like they were all underground, so they wouldn't have been able to see him. They would have seen him days before. Oh, yeah. You see what I'm Potentially, saying? Potentially, yeah. Maybe and they have poor eyesight. <laughs> in 1909, there was a lightning strike during a dedication ceremony for a monument. And it damaged some of the machines they were using (laughs) as if that wasn't wild enough. Not very common, but lightning actually struck twice and it hit the monument again. Yeah, no, that's a that's 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 a sign. sign. (laughs) Wait, like, do we know what the monument was of? Um, I I don't actually know, but it was a monument in the in um, the West Virginia area. So in my mind, it sounded like. When I was trying to look it up, it sounded like it was a monument for the mining disaster. Oh. Oh, okay. Um, But then in June of 1944, 150 people were killed when a tornado ripped through that same area. I love how... That's a lot of people. Yeah. 150 people is an obnoxious number. tornado? I love how we don't have to mention anything specific in regards to how Ohio is cursed. Like... (laughs) It's Ohio. You get it. <laughs> and I mean, those were all things that took place before 
we even saw Mothman. Right. So maybe that's why he started before to be his, a harbinger. He's just like, y'all bitches can't stay safe. Right. Maybe he's just like watching down on us. And he's like, God damn it. Come on now. He's like, you're giving Chief Cornstalk's little bit of happiness in his afterlife a bad name by thinking he's still here haunting you. He's trying to move on, bitches. Let me fucking come warn you guys. You clearly can't do anything right. You can't even build bridges. Right. So Well, we can. They just... <laughs> they just don't stay together. <laughs> okay, yeah. Over time, it's not quite not quite there. Not yet. sturdy enough. Yeah. So we discussed the Silver Bridge disaster and a bunch of other stuff, but I didn't even mention like other like disasters like that. Like we mentioned the earthquakes and stuff. So there are some other weird ones. In 1968, an airplane crashed in this area that's between like Ohio and West Virginia. Not quite Point Pleasant, but these are ones where people didn't see. Um, Mothman, but like they're obviously bad omens. So 1968 airplane crashed. It caused 35 people to die. Then in 1970, right. another plane crashed and it killed 75 people. Right. Then in 1978, a freight tra- train derailed, dumping thousands of gallons of toxic chemicals. Yikes. Then the chemicals contaminated the town's water supplies right. and the wells had to be abandoned. Of course. <laughs> so the town was ruined. In April of 1978, the same year, a power plant had some scaffolding collapse and it killed 51 men. Jesus. And there's just tons more. I literally only took a few. There was like a whole page and a half, right? Um, But like I said, the curse predated Mothman. So some people say like that's why he was summoned was like maybe like, okay, Chief Cornstalk placed this curse on us. And then we had a bunch of these bad things happen. So then someone was like, essentially kind of like praying for a solution to the curse. And we prayed into will of existence, Mothman, but then we don't um, necessarily use him correctly. Like he's supposed to warn us, but we don't use him like that. We instead are like, Ooh, spooky, big Mothman. Scary guy, humanoid guy. Mm -hmm. Okay. But let's, (laughs) let's be honest here. It's not like, my colleague is outside these these situations with a sign explaining, hey, this is what's wrong. It's more he's just there. Yeah. You know, yeah, how are they going to know that something's wrong with a bridge when he's just floating around? It's like, well, what does this asshole want? You know, he, he's kind of like Ryuk from Death Note. He's just he's just there <laughs> hanging out beside you. <laughs> At least he had conversations with you. You know, he'd give you information. Mothman's not giving up nothing. OK, he's so a steel n- box. <laughs> All right. New concept. Next person that sees Mothman, let's try feeding him an apple. <laughs> okay solved it what all do what do moths eat though is it apples well no but shinigami's doing he looks like ryuk <laughs> that's kind of judgmental the base that's kind, what is that called when you base something off the way somebody looks what's that called judging a, a stereotype? book by its cover oh yeah, yeah or prejudice yeah. judge yeah, pre- judge yeah. judge prejudice pre <laughs> I love this notions. show. You guys are no fun. pre. It's prejudged, 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 pre, prejudged. Are you talking about presumption or prejudicial? Prejudice, yeah. Prejudice. We've said prejudice like five <laughs> times, Kylie. But pre, like I can't say it with the pre. Prejudice. Well, pre. Why are you trying to say pre-prejudice? I don't know. Prejudice already has. There's another word that I'm thinking of that we we haven't quite covered it. Okay. Sorry. Premonition. (laughs) No. Now we're just naming pea. I almost said pea flavored words. Pea flavored words. (laughs) Yikes. Ooh. Well, so now that you guys know. (laughs) 
this yes. <laughs> now that you guys know the no do you still or do you now believe in mothman kylie i still believe in the mothman chris mothman believes in me and i and i believe in him <laughs> your colleagues yeah, um we're, we, we're associates yeah i believe I don't believe he's a bird. I do believe he is something, but he's not a bird. Why don't you believe I he's believe a bird? I believe he can fly. Yeah, I believe he's more what they think he is. I don't believe all these idiots that are like, it's a crane. It's like an a, owl. A humanoid that can fly. Yeah, I believe yes. he's a humanoid. And I do believe all the stuff that we talked about Pacific Rim. You know, <laughs> Pacific Rim? Yeah. You know what's a fun thing to call somebody who is a denier of cryptids? What? A coward. A coward because they they can't accept an idea that is just too too otherworldly. It's like, come on, man! It's more fun to believe in the fact that this interdimensional monster is floating around and could fucking up and grab you at any time. That's way more fun than oh no, it's just a bird. Like, bro, I still don't know. I still don't believe in all the cryptids that we talk about. But I also love calling people cowards anytime for the simplest oh, yeah. things, like yeah. literally. Just the dumbest things, too. Like, I'll be like, oh, like, I'm going to order a salad. And they'll be like, well, I will, too. But I'm going to get it with no tomatoes. And I'll be like, oh, you don't like tomatoes? And I'll be like, no. And I'm like, why? Are you a coward? Well, and they're like, oh, <gasps> <gasps> I guess I'll get tomatoes. Yeah, I just love bullying people and calling them cowards. Because one time, Michael from TGL did that to me. And I was like, oh, that's a good term. I'm going to call everyone cowards now. It's 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 one of those words that isn't, like, offensive, but it's got real meaning to it like it's a historical word with a lot of gravitas okay yeah. if you call someone a coward and you mean it 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 hurts there's a physical effect you hear you feel when somebody calls you a coward and means it unless you're a purple dog then it's acceptable yeah yeah because then that's just his name but i mean one could courage his name's courage yeah but he's he's the cowardly dog yeah but his name's not courage coward I'm sorry, the title of the show is Courage the Cowardly Dog, just like it's Clifford the Big Red Dog. That's his, that's his name. So you think people walk up and they say, hi, Clifford the Big Red Dog, do you want to go for a walk today? No, they yeah, say, Clifford, you want to go for a walk? Because so many people are walking up to this Cliff, the, a real Clifford the Big Red Dog and asking him to go on a walk. Well, okay, fine. Courage. Courage the Cowardly Dog, do you want to go for a walk today? And no, Mural's going to say, Courage, let's go for a walk. Courage. And well, she says it all like courage. He is their dog. To us, he's courage the cowardly dog. To okay. them, he's just courage. Okay, so if the guy comes up and he's like, return the slab, courage oh, the cowardly out. dog, would you like to go for a walk? No, he's going to say, return the slab, courage, let's go for a walk. He didn't say any of that, though. He just said, return the slab. <laughs> I know what I'm saying. I'm so did. glad you referenced that episode, though, because that's the creepiest episode of that fucking series. It is. It's terrifying. That dude is terrifying. Yeah. That one in the water, the, 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 the woman in the water. You got it. You got it. it. She was in the bathtub in the water. She scared me. I don't, I don't know if I remember that one. But mm -hmm. I liked the fox. Ooh, the, the fox? The trickster fox or is it cats she was a little trickster fox oh i'm thinking she, of the different character she had a tent and she read your fortunes oh i know that's such a yeah. good fucking show it is okay really well that's a wrap everybody long live cartoon network yes yeah sorry Get it? That's a wrap because wrapping presents, Christmas, Christmas episode. That's a wrap. That's a wrapping present. Oh, yeah, it's like Christmas. 
instead of that's all that's that yeah it's chris moss more chris moss Moss. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you can tell listener you can tell all your friends that you are now bilingual because (laughs) you've used the phrase chris moss you you can't say that you're not bilingual no you can't and they'll (laughs) laugh at it when you say it i promise you (laughs) they will laugh because it's a dumb thing to say so my sources for tonight's episode were I watched two different documentaries, The Mothman Legacy. <laughs> I wouldn't really call that a documentary, but yeah, I watched it. You just did. It, I don't know what else to call it, really. It's a <laughs> film. And it's then The Mothman <laughs> of Point Pleasant, 2017. Uh, two books, The Mothman Prophecy by John Keel. I did read the online version of it. And then the book Mothman Behind the Red Eyes by Jeff Wamsley, which is why I talk about them Wham-ly. in this episode most. Um, I did use a lot of like small references from a website called AmericanHauntingsInc.com. That's what taught me a lot about Chief Cornstalk because it was the best mm-hmm. compilation of everything there all at once. So everything everywhere all at once. Greatest movie of 2022. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very good. Um, uh, question. This may oh. be a dumb question, but I'm curious as to the ink part because it's not INC. Is it INK? Is it a tattoo shop? I was going to say that too. Is it a tattoo but website? What is this? N- no, it, that's just that's just what it is. Oh, now, huh. now I'm questioning the credibility, dog. You shouldn't have told me that, man. Um. So the website itself also has, um, what is it called? Like, they're um they have books tours and events through the company and it's a website and a company that deals with cryptids and american hauntings cool um i think that ink has to do with some of the original people's um initials or something oh um, maybe I'm they're not- big fans of ice nine oh. kills <laughs> <laughs> that's that's oh. it um so the place itself is in jacksonville illinois so i mean it's not far and they have a building so i mean maybe it is near next to with eventually a tattoo shop i'm not entirely sure um they have a storefront called the morbid curious and they also do podcasting and they have conferences where they talk about cryptids and things like that nature so and they like go on tour tickets are like 65 dollars and um yep when they start their shows do they say it's morbid time (laughs) no 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 No? No, morbid curious no no fair enough you tried um, I've never even seen that movie. That's the funny thing. What movie? Oh, Mor- Morbius. Morbius. Yes. You I said forget. it. You said yeah, it. Yeah, no, I forgot. I it. try to forget it exists. It's so fucking bad. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, this place isn't very far if we ever wanted to like look into it. Hmm. But I, I just want to know why it's ink and not like incorporated. They Listener, go on ghost email hunts. this this company and ask what the hell is the ink for? They it's sell tea and coffee. <laughs> Oh, I'm down for that. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's, it's called. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's not American Hauntings Inc. Maybe it's American Haunting Sink. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I first read it. Um, so I'm trying to find out who the actual two people are on the podcast. Maybe like figure that out. 
So it's called a podcast on history, hauntings, crime, and the paranormal. And they have mm. a bajillion episodes. I maybe mean, it is because, you know, like we're like cryptic soup. So maybe it's American haunting sink. It's, it's by sink. Troy Taylor and Cody Beck. Weird. Weird. Damn, no, none of this information has given me anything that can piece together why they have I-N-K at the end of their. their no. That's weird, though. His name's Cody Beck and our editor is named Corey Beck. That's so close. You don't normally say his name. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you outed your man. Corey, you can delete that if you want to. It's That's up to you. you. No one cares to come find me. It's fine. Um, I can't figure out at all why it's called ink. So there you go, guys. I searched. I've been looking this whole time. Well, this is whenever I encounter a situation like this, I like to go with the silliest thing and make it canon. So they are now American Haunting Sink in my book. I agree. Yeah. I think that's the most. Oh my god! I think it is American Haunting Sink because it's like a mixture of everything coming together in the sink, like I everything but the kitchen just, sink. No, I just said this. I was listening to you, but I was still reading, so it didn't dawn on me what you said. But I think you're right. Like everything but the kitchen like sink. Like we're like cryptic soup. Like they're like mm. sink. Everything but the kitchen sink. sink. Yeah. You're so smart, Kylie. <laughs> if only I ever listened to you. <laughs> so that's tonight's episode. Thank you guys. Everyone that helps make this podcast what it is. You are all part of the CSP family. Family, Big thanks to you, Corey, Core.media Photography. Every Core.media.photography on Instagram. Every week for, I thought I said it wrong, so I wanted to repeat it. At least I said it right second You time. said it very fast. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so thank you. Thank you for editing. You're great. You do all the things that make this thing work and it's great. Thank you also, Chris Moss, for being here. Chris. Chris Moss. It, it, it was a pleasure. And I hope that um, I wasn't too much of a, a what's the word? Um, an no, not encroachment. Uh, an, in an invasive species. No, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I hope I was <laughs> ideal. I hope you enjoyed You're a my... bit of an invasive species sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of a word. I was going to say encroachment, but that's too sporty, and I didn't want to use that. If I was too, it's too I don't sporty. know, out of pocket, I'll just say that. If I was too out of pocket, I apologize, but this is, this is what you get in the holiday season, bro. More Chris. Chris Moss. More Celebrate Chris it every Moss. year. Enjoy it. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, which is at Cryptic Soup Pod, where our DMs are always open for suggestions. So slide on in. You can also join us on our Facebook group, which is Cryptic Soup Pod Official. So if you search that, you'll find us. We do have two groups right now. Don't question it. Just join the official one. <laughs> in this group, we post further updates on our lives or cases. So join us and hang out on the socials to stay up to date and be a part of the CSP fam. All of our links can also be easily found at crypticsuitpod.com as well. Did you say slide on in? Hell yeah, I did. That's like the best Suggested, way to put it. I like it. <laughs> I feel like slide if you say... into these DMs, listener. <laughs> so I was gonna say, if you put it like Not that, mine. then it's intriguing. Not mine. Not yours. No, why please no. Why can't we slide into yours? Well, you guys can because I know you, but oh, okay. I don't trust oh, strangers. Okay. Yeah. So gotcha. speaking of sliding into the DMs real quick, I have to do this because it's so funny. And like we just talked about like updating cases and stuff like that. This isn't an update or anything like that. But I slid into Kylie and Corey's DMs last night, really late at night. And I was like, hey, you guys, can I tell you a funny story? 
And I was like, okay, so one of the first ever people that I ever like dated is this guy from my hometown and um, he's in the news right now for doing something. So what happened was this kid asked me out for the first time ever when I was in fifth grade and he was going to be my first ever boyfriend, but I said no. And so then he bullied me all through elementary and stuff. And then later in life, we ended up dating and then I became best friends with his little sister, right? So I'm just scrolling through the internet and I happen to see his name. So I was like, I'm going to stop and I'm going to read it. So it was a press release from the police department that says that he was arrested because he's arrested on three charges. Are you ready for him, Chris? Uh, I I couldn't be more ready. Number one, murder. (laughs) Number one, (laughs) murder. So are we going up or is it going to get less intense as we go? Oh, Oh, we're going way down. Way, way down. Number two, aggravated battery, which results in the death of a child under 14 years old committed by a person over 18 years old. Damn. Number three. That just sounds like murder. Yes, it's murder of a 14-year-old or under. Wait, so Essentially his murder child. is one charge, and then Aggravated it's batteries. also murder because he was a, a child? Yes. And so then part two three. two counts for one, okay. They're all three accounts of the murder. Just, okay. Yeah. Number three, neglect of a dependent resulting in death. So he was supposed Damn. to be watching this ch- kid that ended up dying because of him beating them. I think it's his kid, like his actual child. Damn. So he's right that's now in a, jail without bond. It's pretty intense. You really know how to pick him, don't you? Yeah. So, so what are your guys' so, exes so up to? The dude's name. <laughs> I told uh, one of them was a stripper. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I told my friend, my friend Bree, that that story. Like mm-hmm. I read it to her, and she was like, "There was a dude that I went to high school with with that same last name that also committed murder while we were in high school with him." Fucking gnarly. What a bad rotten set of apples. I have a crazy yeah. story, if you'd like to hear one. Go crazy. So, at my first job, I worked at McDonald's, okay? And I worked with a man, um, his name was Fabian, okay? And he was kind of quiet and reserved, and he was kind of weird, but I thrive with weird. So I talked to him, and I'd make him <laughs> laugh every day, and I'd get him to, like, joke with me. And so, like, we were, we were work buddies, right? Well, I leave that job... And a couple years later, I hear that he um, took a girl on a date, uh, took her out to the fields. um, And beheaded her? Set her on fire. Oh. Jeez. Did she live? No. She died. Yeah. 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 And I was like, oh, dude, that's crazy. I used to work with that guy. (laughs) Uh, I don't have any stories like that. Yeah. It's a... and it's like, it's so crazy because I don't come from like a big city. Like where the, where I worked at, it was a very small town. I mean, yeah, where I went to school with this kid was a small town. Like our graduating class, if I would have stayed there, only had like 120 kids, maybe if that, maybe yeah. even smaller. Well, that's smaller than where I was from. I think and, I had like three or 400 kids in my class. And he's a piece of shit. I knew this kid was going to turn out to be a bad apple. He's one of the first people I ever experienced, like, as a Kyle. Like, I remember one time we were at his house (laughs) and, like, his mom, or no, we told him that he couldn't eat the jello we were making because we were, like, making jello to, we were, like, making it for, like, the fucking sports team or something. something. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're like, hey, don't eat the jello in the fridge. And he ran up the staircase and started punching holes in the walls and telling us he was going to set us, like, on fire or something like something like that or like i'm gonna strangle you guys tonight when you're sleeping or something and we're like 
Hmm. Yikes. Let's stay at my house tonight, not yours. <laughs> Red flag, buddy. Red flag. Yeah. So, not surprised. So, there's that. So, guys, remember, Apple Podcast reviews and ratings <laughs> always help. Um, tell us what you like and don't like. Also, Spotify ratings do, too. Spotify ratings work only if you actually listen to the podcast, which that sounds kind of like... It makes sense, but Apple Podcast doesn't do that. So Apple Podcast, even if you never listen, I guess you could just leave a review. But what's the silliness in that? But Spotify, if it doesn't give you the opportunity to rate, it's because it wants you to listen to, I think it's a minimum of three episodes before you're eligible to rate someone. <laughs> and hmm. then it's anonymous and you don't get to leave a review. It's just a rating. So if you leave us a good one, thank you. We love you. And you can tell us why if you want in the DMs or uh, email or anything. If you leave us a bad one, you can also tell us in the DMs or email us because we'd love feedback. It helps us. Tell e- me the bad feedback you have about it. Too. <laughs> I want to know about it too. Uh, I, like, I love negativity. I thrive on it. <laughs> <laughs> so remember guys subscribe follow tune in keep up with us and remember to join the conversation where we'll see you next tuesday for the next episode stay tuned <laughs>